Y'all be safe out there. I had two tickets for Morbius in my car and some were broken. Now I've got four more. This week, episode seven, Batman Begins. Welcome. <laughs> I said, oh, welcome. welcome. Is that how we really want to say it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> we are the Chemical Syndicate. Yeah. And this is a Batman podcast. Wow. Oh, wait. How are those levels looking? Real hot. <laughs> <laughs> we hot. <laughs> I hope we didn't just melt your <laughs> eardrums. Yeah, our listeners here. Yes, 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 we are back again. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm David. And we are the Chemical Syndicate. We're going to talk about Batman today. Ooh, yeah. We're roided out today. Oh, I'm jacked. I'm wearing a tank top. <laughs> I'm already starting to sweat. <laughs> the aggressive sweating that's about to happen <laughs> over the course of the next. Hey, heads up. This is going to be a loaded episode. Yeah. I am jacked. I'm jacked in all the right places. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long one. It's going to be a long Can one. Can we keep up this energy for the whole thing? <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm already tired. Oh, yeah. You've already, you've already, you've already blown your, uh, your, your, gas, your gasket there. You're out of energy, David. You're getting old. <laughs> That shake from before we started recording. That's true. We we uh we made the mistake of having lunch ahead of time. Now you should have followed my suit, man. Get the chicken sandwich. I got that chick in sandwich. I got that chick in sandwich. Yes, <laughs> yes, I did. That's right. Well, listeners, we have a very special episode for you today. If you didn't know, we're gonna learn you. Cause David, what are we talking about? We're talking about Batman Begins. That's as plain as day. Right plain as day. We're talking. <laughs> you about, read the title before yeah, you clicked on the Yeah, you probably thing. read the title. You know what you're into. <laughs> You've probably been looking forward to this if you've uh, been following us. We are talking Batman Begins tonight. It was released in 2005, directed by Christopher Nolan, starring Christian Bale as the Batman. I am jacked. I am stoked. I am excited <laughs> because, spoiler alert, this is one of my favorite Batman movies. Yeah, totally. of all time. It's this of all time the greatest of, of all, all time. time. The goat, as they say. I said of all time, David. Oh, that's that's the goat. <laughs> of all time. Of all time. <laughs> I'm all ra- I'm, like, I'm gravelly. I'm, I'm ready to rock, man. I'm jacked. Fight me, David. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> keep, <laughs> keep the tape rolling. We're going to fight on camera. You hear a bunch of rel- tussling and grunting <laughs> in the back. <laughs> we just get exhausted entirely. Like, this is stupid. Why are we doing this? We fought each other to a standstill. Yeah, it was an even fight. We minority reported this. We already know how this ends. We already know how this goes. We're guilty. <laughs> guilty! <laughs> of all our future crimes. Yeah. Now that's gank, a reference. Gank, 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 gank. Now that's a reference, David, to episode four. Batman plus Prince equals scandalous. That's right. Got to reverse the Prince Batman thing, though. Yeah. That's all right. I'll do it in post. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit it intentionally. <laughs> That's Prince rip, rip, rip. plus Batman. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, I'm excited. We're going to be talking Batman Begins. Um, 
before we get into it though, David, I gotta ask you, like, um, because I want I want the people to kind of I want you to share that story with me about. I think we I might be jumping ahead here, but for you, your level of Batman fandom probably came a little bit more stronger because of Batman Begins after its release. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I um I kind of fallen out of like reading comic books. Um, I uh, uh, for whatever reason, you know, from when I was like fourteen or fifteen until whenever Batman Begins came out. <clears throat> I uh, I was done with comic books. <laughs> I was over them. They were a shameful part of my past. <laughs> um, no, Greasy they, little comic book <laughs> nerds. Um, but yeah, but then I uh, watched Batman Begins, and I, I really don't remember where. I feel like I saw it like, at a friend's house. Like I didn't even go to the theater to go watch Batman Begins. I feel like I went to a friend's house, or maybe I went to a budget theater when we still had budget theaters around here. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I was like, my God, like this is amazing. If this wasn't a Batman movie, especially for like that first hour, I wouldn't know if this is a Batman movie. Like, they 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 focused on making like a really good story first, and then integrated the Batman stuff into it. But they also integrated the Batman stuff into it very well, where it's not just like there's no reason for this to be a Batman movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes <laughs> like like the movie Joker. Yeah. Like that. You know, if you take the Joker part out of it. It could just be a movie about anything. And then when you put the Joker part into it, it doesn't really add anything to me. It's just whatever. You know, it's like it, it's very cynical uh, to me to put that in there to just be like, hey, you'll come see this because it's a Joker movie. You know, it's right. Like, well, yeah. I don't I don't want to make a Joker movie, but the only way that we can get this movie done is to put Joker in it. So um, for Batman Begins, I got back into it and. For a long time, like Batman was the only comic that I would read because <laughs> like I had to like dip my toe like gently back into it. Like I would like go to like half price books and I would see all the Batman stuff and be like, this stuff looks cool. Um, you know, go back and get uh, Dark Knight Returns and Year One, uh, Long Halloween, all that stuff. Um, and all that stuff was cool to me, but everything else was not. <laughs> like yeah, I'd see yeah, any yeah. other comic and I'd be like, oh, this is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> obviously, that has very much changed now, and I. I I rarely actually look at the uh, Batman stuff when I go to the comic book shops. Like I'll I'll, yeah. I'll peruse it, but that's not the stuff that's kind of getting getting me going right now. Um, but because of Batman Begins, I'm I'm reading comic books again, and I'm back into unabashedly loving <laughs> superheroes <laughs> and things like that. Yeah, I gotta say, and a uh, big credit to you for me is uh, you know through going to like sometimes when we go shopping and we do comic book shopping, we go to half price or we go to any other used bookstores. I know I was never looking at like the non uh, Batman stuff mm-hmm. period. Like I just wasn't <laughs> seeking out anything. Yeah. Um, so as a big thank you to you, it's like you, you kind of opened up my eyes to like looking at some of the other, mm. you know, uh, aspects of what, what is offered through the comic book yeah. you know, realm. Cool. And you know, like that's why I discovered like, you know, there is more to this besides, Capes and cowls and there Superman and more. There's something different inside. <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> there of what is the quote something is. more in it. Yeah. Well, it's not. Hey, it's not. It's not what you are on the inside that counts. Okay. That's it's what right. you do that defines you. Almost there. I, I was very close. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about who you are on the inside, but what you do that defines you. There we go. That's right. All this. I am more. I I am. I am more. No, Uh, Bruce, you're just out there swimming. (laughs) 
Come on, Bruce, we have more hotels for you to buy. We're jumping. But we're I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> just slowly, we're going to reenact all of Batman Begins. That's what's going to happen. That's what this is all about. <laughs> That's actually a pretty grand idea. We should just get a script of a movie and do like a table read. <laughs> just you and me doing, just split it right down yeah, the middle. Yeah, we'll split, we'll split every other character. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I, I wanted to start off with your story about like how you kind of got back into it because I, I you know, it's fascinating and I think... That's the credit to like the how amazing this film is, mm-hmm. and this movie really was a reintroduction to the fan base, yeah, of to the world really of Batman and mm-hmm. what he's capable of. Now the Dark Knight would blow it up even more, mm-hmm. but we're not talking about the Dark Knight. This is the thing that really primed the pump for Dark Knight. It really did, yeah. Like it, it really set the pace of the environment. Who's all like everybody involved in the project and like you know what the performances are going to be like, what mm-hmm. the aesthetic is is going to look like, and. It was, like, such a proving ground movie, in a way, to, like, sort of see, like, okay, are we able to do something that's going to be mature and forward-thinking and something that's going to evolve the character and the franchise in a different direction? Yeah. Because there was a stalemate for eight long years. <laughs> there was nothing going on. Yeah. Now, by today's standards, that would feel like, you know, forever. That would, yeah. And it did feel forever for me, personally, because <laughs> I love Batman. Yeah. And my main... um access to Batman was always through any of these media properties mm. the movies especially I loved the I loved any time the, the movies came out like obviously Batman 89 is what brought me to the dance Batman Returns kept it going Batman Forever was exciting because it was like you know this whole change of the guard with Val Kilmer and, and, yeah. uh, and the direction of that movie Batman Robin like you know we can look at it now and, and really dump on it and we will probably but <laughs> And it was such a very polarizing movie, still is, and it's just such a different, it's a time capsule of itself, mm-hmm. you know, and as of this recording, like, we're pretty much in the year of its 25th anniversary, which is pretty nuts. We're only, like, maybe a month away from it. Okay. Um, so it's been, you know, it's one of those things. But even then, as a kid, I was excited because it's more Batman content. Right. You yeah. know, as a 10-year-old kid, like, yes, Batman, more Batman, yes, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Um, and then there was nothing because that movie definitely did damage, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. It didn't do so, it didn't not do, even just to Batman movies, but to all like superhero movies, yeah, pretty much. It I mean, really, yeah. You you know, a couple years later you get, you know, um X Men and Spider Man coming out, but uh they still had a stink on them. You know what I mean? Oh <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. There was a lot of trepidation before those movies came out because of Batman and Robin. No. And Blade too. I mean, I guess Blade came out very sh- actually pretty shortly it after came out, Batman it came and Robin. Came a year a year later, yeah. But uh, R rated movie. It, it wasn't it wasn't a Y. It wasn't like a popular uh, superhero the way X Men or Spider Man is. You know. Yeah. Although you know, with all due respect to Blade, um, it's a movie that does hold up and is very much well regarded as a really high quality comic book movie yeah. and. Um, you know, especially like you said, uh, with the damage that was done and the long-term kind of stigma and, and that was surrounding the comic book films that would mm-hmm. be released, it was rough. Yeah. Luckily, movies like Blade, X Men, Spider Man, uh, they weren't affected by it. But mm-hmm. that's also the rise of Marvel's characters getting yeah. the shine. Yeah. DC, on the other hand, yeah, that took them a while to get back. Yeah, that took them out of the game. Yeah. Like that affected them more than anybody else. Warner yeah. Brothers, you know, was definitely scared to like stick to like an idea and yeah. like I, I th- uh, so for the listeners here there's a lot of background in those eight years of what kind of potential projects and things that were being developed mm-hmm. and i was telling david like man there's just so much there's so many concepts 
so many different paths that they wanted to take with Batman and the properties related to that. I'm not going to, honestly, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, we're not going to go over every little bit of it because that's going to be a story for another time. Yeah. Because um, during the, you know, filming of Batman and Robin, Warner Brothers, you know, the executives, you know, how well they are, you know, how smart they are. <laughs> You know, they were impressed by, like, all the dailies they were getting, which is, like, the raw footage of the movie being filmed. They're looking at it and they're like, oh, this looks great. You know, we can, you know, we should go ahead and move along and make a fifth Batman yeah. movie, which I can say that's probably a safe assumption mm-hmm. considering how well the franchise was doing. Yeah. So they hired Joel Schumacher right away and, um, you know, to return for the fifth movie. And there was a lot of ideas that he had because Joel Schumacher claims at the time, you know, while he was alive and doing these interviews after the fact that mm-hmm. – he wanted to go ahead and turn, get back to a darker yeah. tone and take it more seriously. Yeah. And it's like, he well. He wanted to do year one, pretty much. He yeah, he wanted to do year one. Yeah. He just wanted to go into a much more serious path. And it's like, well, that's nice, but mm-hmm. you didn't with those other two. So it's kind of hard to believe <laughs> you. And yeah. I understand that you got to appease what the executives of Warner Brothers want. But as mm-hmm. we've learned time and time again, yeah. Warner Brothers is just such a very fickled industry yeah. in its own, or yeah. a company, I should say. Um but, like, they tend to be very selfish in what they want to do because it's all about lying in their pockets. And that's yeah. business, in the, you know, in a nutshell. And, yeah, yeah I'm not going to insult everybody, you know, anybody listening to this. I'm not going to insult your intelligence by explaining that because we all know that's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. It just sucks because as fans who love that character and who love all the characters involved in any of these projects and any of these properties, we want to see them fulfilled right. in, a, in, a, in a respectful way. Yeah. So... But uh, due to the financial and critical failure of Batman Robin, the fifth film was canceled. And then ensuing in those within those eight years, you know, there was multiple, like I said, there's been multiple ideas, multiple projects proposed that all fell through. And that's, once again, that's going to be a story for another time. We're mm-hmm. going to work on that in the future. We'll focus on that. So keep a lookout because I'm telling you, it's, it's crazy stuff of all the concepts yeah. and things that came up. Yeah. And even just with like the development for Batman Begins, which we'll get into in a year in a bit, there's like an even like a different take that was going to happen um, mm. due to the involvement at the time of Darren Aronofsky. Right. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. And, um, but that never, you know, yeah. saw it, the light of day, so to speak, you know, never got filmed, but yeah. there's a story guys. There's a lot <laughs> out there and we'll get there someday. Yeah. But I was, cause I was telling David, like I was writing up my notes and I'm like, I'm, I've got pages of this. I'm like, <laughs> nah, this isn't going to be a thing. We're not going to get to Batman Begins today. If we do this <laughs> part one. Pre Batman Begins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, just keep a lookout, guys. I'm excited because I'm I'm excited just thinking about it because like it's yeah. a story. It's something else. The yeah. ideas and the concepts that they wanted to go for. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to jumping into that. Yeah, but not today. Not today. No. But let's jump into the. Uh, definitely, we'll jump into the uh, journey to Batman Begins in a sense of how the production and everything went about. In early 2003, Christopher Nolan was hired to direct the newest Batman movie to come out. And Christopher Nolan at that time, fairly unknown. I think the biggest movie that was that he had done coming, you know, into the uh, getting hired on was Memento. Oh, yeah. No, 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 not Memento. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Insomnia. Right, yeah. Well, he did Insomnia with Warner Brothers. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that was like, that was the movie he did before getting into Batman Begins. Yeah. And, you know, that had Robin Williams, Al Pacino, I think yeah. Hilary Swank's in there. Yeah. Um, and... You know that was a you know it was a it was a successful movie um, critically I think mm-hmm. and uh, I yeah I enjoyed it yeah. I only watched it once I haven't watched it in a long time yeah uh, I only watched it once too and not, yeah, I remember like it's not the kind of movie I want to watch over and over again <laughs> I'd like to sleep <laughs> uh, but it, it seems like that's like a, a movie that kind of proved to Warner Brothers like oh okay this this guy can handle like um, 
stars. You know, he could, yeah, he could I was just organize, I was that. yeah, organize all these people and and uh, you know work within his his budget and everything. I, I I doubt that it was a giant budget that he had, but uh, you know, just like you know, he can work with the studio, he can work with these stars. He he's a, he's a solid director. You know, yeah, you I can mean, trust him with the keys to the kingdom, kind of. Yeah, and you know, you can also pay him less and gamble on on what the success of the projects and be bared yeah. with on that one. But absolutely, I mean, at that time, you know, he had, you know, he had uh, Insomnia mm-hmm. and Memento, which came before that. And Memento yeah. was like, you know, that was a cult hit. What a, yeah, Memento is such an awesome, awesome movie. And like to, he uses some of the, um, I feel like some of the techniques, storytelling techniques that he uses in Memento in Batman Begins here. Absolutely. Um, you know, flashbacks and, and a, a disjointed kind of timeline. Um, you know, it's it, obviously it's much more mainstream in this Batman movie than it is in Memento, but it's it's there, you know. Oh, absolutely. Those elements really kind of helped him into really making such a great movie, and subsequently really put him into a nice prominent spot within Hollywood, and and especially with Warner Brothers. Yeah. I mean, Warner Brothers, I think, still works to him. I mean, I, they've produced pretty much all of his movies since then. They just pretty much let him do what he wants. Mm-hmm. It it shows he doesn't really miss when it comes to like his creative visions. Yeah. So. But they hired him on to direct the next Batman movie, and uh, they also were able to associate David S. Goyer to write the script and develop the story as well. Yeah. Um, David S. Goyer uh, wrote pretty much all the Blade movies, right? I, I know he, he did, directed. Yeah. I know he directed and wrote Trinity, the third yeah. one. And he actually almost didn't take on the job of writing this movie because he was about he was getting ready to go direct Blade Trinity. Yeah. And um, he like he met with Christopher Nolan and. Uh, like just kind of went over like, hey, I, I can't like actually write this movie, but here's what I would do if I if I was gonna write the movie. <laughs> yeah, and he kind of gave Christopher Nolan a, a pitch of of Batman Begins and the origin and all that stuff, and um, and Christopher Nolan just really fell in love with with that idea, um, and actually like really sought out David S. Goyer, like kept coming back to him, and being like, you have to like write this with me. Like I know you're getting ready to do this other movie, but we have to do this. Like <laughs> this idea is like too good for us to to not um, to to not write. And so, so he he got that job, and and David Oscar too was like, it's it's a Batman movie. I got I got to write a Batman movie. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like he, you he can't said, miss on that opportunity. Yeah. He said when he was younger, he told his mom that he was going to write a Batman movie at some at some point. So there you go. Unless he's kayfabe in that, he could be kayfabe. He could be kayfabe in that. He could be working us. <laughs> yeah. But if he's telling the truth, good for him because that it that would be I would say, if you're a creative person and you know. A, a character like Batman is definitely one of your main influences. Then kudos to you for fulfilling, you know, that prophecy that you that yeah. self you know that self prophecy, yeah, or self assigned prophecy. I guess <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a really cool aspect. To what really just is is an added piece of magic to like the creativity of this movie. Yeah. So um, Christian Bale was officially cast as Bruce Wayne Batman in September of 2003. And since the planning stages with the initial director, with, you know, Darren Aronofsky, and then, of course, with Nolan, there was various young up-and-coming actors that were interested in the role. <laughs> I've got the whole list right oh, here. Oh, shit. Let's now, see some of these sound a little bit weird, and, you know, I don't know if I'm getting worked by all the research <laughs> I'm doing here, but it's like, it's just weird because I guess it would make sense because some of these actors here at the time were either just relatively known enough and had a little bit of popularity on their own end at the time. And then there's some who are like, would not have been on the radar. And perhaps it's just one of those things where like, maybe their, uh, you know, their agents are 
trying to get them in oh, the door. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But this is a really impressive list of potential Batman. <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to start from like who I felt was like the least forgettable at the time. And <laughs> or the, the most forgettable? Yeah. Okay. Sure. I mean, you'll you'll see. Who's You're going to go from, from worst to first here. Yeah, okay. in a way, in a way. And this is subjective, obviously. I'm the one making the list here, or at least I'm organizing <laughs> the list here. So we'll see what we got here. First of all, uh, Eon Bailey. Who's this guy? I don't know, but I think he did one of the um, uh, the recorded rehearsals, like the the the, the like auditions or something. Yeah, the okay. screen test. Yeah. yeah, like that's why I'm like I'm not even sure I'm saying his first name right. I don't care because <laughs> I have never heard of this actor. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've never seen a damn thing he's ever done, yeah. and quite frankly, I never will. <laughs> frankly, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but I figured that's why I'm gonna list him first because yeah. I have no clue who the hell this yeah. guy is. So whatever. Uh, and if you're listening, buddy, I'm sorry. Next. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> next up, Hugh Dancy. Hugh Dancy. That sounds familiar. He um he was in Hannibal, the series. He played uh, Will Graham. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I like yeah. him a lot. He's also in the new Law and Order, um, and he was in uh, The Path, uh, that Hulu series with Aaron Paul okay. about a cult and all that. Sure. Yeah, he's a really good actor, though. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like him a lot. I remember seeing him in Hannibal and thinking, or um, sorry, yeah, is that what it's Hannibal? Yeah, yeah. Um, and thinking like, yeah, he's he's a good actor. I thought I thought he was good. Yeah, a bit short. I thought maybe he's a little short. I, I was thinking that too when I was reading. That. I'm like, oh, I didn't know Hugh Dancy was interested in this. But even yeah. then, yeah, he'd be, you know, not to be such a heightist about it. But I mean, yeah. I feel like he would be missing the the mark on that. Yeah. You know, uh, characters. Sort of physical presence. Yeah. So once again, not to be disrespectful to people, like I'm five seven. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. I, I'm no I'm giant right there too. Yeah. But I'm also not gonna be thinking I'm Batman. <laughs> right. So, uh, but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, next up, David Boreanaz. Oh yeah, Angel. Angel. That's right. I could I could see that. I mean, he's kind of playing a version of Batman in Angel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. he is a, va- a bat man. He's a man bat. <laughs> he's a man bat. <laughs> a yeah. Yeah. Um. He's another. He's another. He's got that brooding thing down. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. I wonder if they would have kept the uh, the faux hawk that he had, or <laughs> like he always had like that he, spiky hair. Like even to this day, I feel like it's yeah. He's never he's had the same thing. haircut for yeah. ever. <laughs> Me too. How but, do you know, know I'm, I'm David Boreanaz <laughs> without the haircut? Uh, he was also was he's in Bones. That was another popular show that people yeah. loved. I didn't watch Bones. He uh, I, think I he also didn't, did I didn't the, get Bones. He also did the you didn't get a boner for Bones. <laughs> I didn't get a boner for Bones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, he was uh, the voice of Hal Jordan in one of the animated uh, movies. Oh, nice! I think I don't know. Yeah, I forget. What, which one. There's been so many Green Lantern animated. Yeah. Like uh, I want to say New Frontier, but I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, he's there. There's been a lot of Green Lantern uh, animated adaptations. Yeah, whether it be like a solo movie or just him appearing in everything else, because it right. seems like they've got the balls to do that and use them in those things, but they don't want to try and gamble <laughs> on him in movies anymore after the... He's, uh, he's a TV actor. You can't put him in a movie. People have been seeing him for free for all this time. They're I was just talking about Green Lantern, but okay. <laughs> the only movie that I can really recall seeing David Boreanaz... Or not, no, no, I didn't even see him in this one. I just know he's in it. It's one of the Crow straight-to-DVD movies. Oh, really? Yeah, he plays, like, the bad guy, so it's like, okay. Right. He doesn't play the Crow. He just plays a bad guy yeah. who tries to take on the Crow. The bad Crow. I don't know how I would have felt if David Boreanaz would have actually gone all the way. I don't think he's got. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't got think it. So. Yeah. I don't think he's got that range. And I think, or, well, not to be disrespectful, I don't think he's got what it took to be in a big franchise movie like this. 
and to hang under a director like you know yeah. Nolan or even Aronofsky to be you know yeah if, it's he 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 does have I don't know maybe it's just because I've only ever seen him on in TV but he does have you know uh late 90s early 2000s tv actor <laughs> yeah. vibe you know yeah it's it's not uh um i don't know just like when you think christian bale he's he's, he's always amazing. been in movies yeah he's always been in movies and he's always been seemingly a, a good actor i'm trying to think of like stuff that i've seen him in uh, up to that bad, point you know? i mean up to that point i remember when he when i heard about the announcement of him getting cast i'm like the dude from american psycho and <laughs> right, i'm a younger yeah. guy so i'm kind of like really thinking too deeply about how he's p- portrayed a a villainous person okay, and yeah. how can I ever look at him as a hero, right. you know? And yeah. no. He's an American psycho. He's yeah. not a Batman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and he played the bad guy in Shaft. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... Wasn't Jeffrey Wright in Shaft, too? Probably. I didn't see the first, that, oh, okay. that Sam Jackson Shaft oh, movie. Okay. Although I want to now. I mean, yeah. I've been wanting to since the, the most previous one, mm-hmm. uh, the most recent one, I should say. Um, I don't know. I, I love Sam Jackson, so yeah. I, mean, I feel like I would enjoy Shaft. Yeah, I f- probably. I do enjoy Shaft. I do remember going to see that that first uh, Shaft in theaters at one point. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was you're I, crazy I don't know. man. You, dude, you're so you're crazy. You're crazy, dude. Um, this guy's crazy. Going to see Shaft. <laughs> um, but I, I do not remember Christian Bale being it. He was he was just not on my radar. It was just he Sam played Jackson, a very you know? vanilla, yeah, you know, kind of pompous, rich boy villain. So that's yeah, yeah. nothing yeah. too crazy. But i i would I would love to rewatch it because it's Christian Bale. So like, yeah, just to see the the early stuff that he does, you know. Honestly, like uh, the more I'm thinking about now that I'm like really thinking about it, like I'm really interested because yeah. even it's, back he, then he probably Christian, gives a really good performance. <laughs> it, I mean, because even back then Christian Bale was a little bit more particular with some of the stuff he did. So I'd yeah. be curious as to like what was appealing about being in this movie, right? So all right, I'm gonna take a sidebar on this in a few. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this later. I gotta watch this movie now. <laughs> um, Joshua Jackson was another oh, actor who was interesting. From uh, Dawson's Creek. Pacey from Dawson's Creek. All right. And uh, also later on would gain uh, you know another life in uh, Fringe. People yeah. really enjoyed Fringe. Now, what a movie this would have been to have Pacey and Joey from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been a... Honestly, I probably would have hated it. I don't probably, know. I, feel like, yeah. I, probably, I think the impression would have been so negative. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's all that people would have been talking about probably. You know? It would have been a joke. Yeah. It would have been a joke. And yeah. it would be like, nobody's going to give this yeah. a... Also, no one's gonna look at this. Also, i i can't I can't see, um, I can't see him in the the Batman cowl. I feel like his face is not right for the cowl. It's too fat. <laughs> he does have like a very. He's got a baby puffy, face. Yeah, he's got a baby face. That's the word. He's got a baby face, even as a man. A real baby yeah. Face. And you know, no disrespect to him. He's a, he seems like a good dude. Yeah. Um, but like, he also falls into the category of you're more of a TV guy than a movie guy. Yeah. I know he tried to, dipping his uh you know toes in that water, but. That's yeah. just not him. Yeah. Uh, next up, Billy Crudup. Okay. I don't like that fucking guy. You just don't like Crudup? I don't hate him personally. I just don't think I like when I see him in a movie. I'm like, I'm not impressed by this dude. What is he doing differently for me? Like, he does always seem to be like underplaying everything. Yeah. I've never seen him go anything above like a Doctor Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Doesn't yeah. Because like I know he's in Big Fish and uh, Justice I- League. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the most disrespectful thing I can say is you can literally cast anybody else and nobody's going to remember that yeah. it used to be played by Billy Crudup. Yeah. Like Almost Ron Livingston is replacing stuff. him in The Flash movie as um, oh, okay. yeah. as uh, Henry Allen. Yeah. You think anybody's going to be like, but what happened to <laughs> Billy Crudup? You know, I, we we might be giving him a, a 
admittedly, I am being very mean about it. <laughs> I really don't actually like. I don't get angry seeing him. I just no. know that I'm not. He's not. He doesn't. I, whoever he's doing, yeah. whatever he's doing, whatever he's doing. Doesn't at all. Yeah, he's not a standout. Like I don't get. Like I get excited to see Willem Dafoe yeah. do a, a, a menial part. Yeah. In like Aquaman, right? In Justice yeah. League, yeah, or whatever he does. Mm-hmm. And even like in the the Northman, he's he's in the Northman. Oh, okay. In a very small part, yeah. and it's like I got excited for that because it's Willem Dafoe. Right. He throws himself into every minute thing. Yeah. And he's different. Yeah. Billy Crudup is Billy Crudup. Right. He doesn't do yeah. anything different than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't think of it. I mean, like, I, Almost Famous, I know he was in that. But right, and that might be, he's and, that, and, I, and honestly, I haven't, I've, I've never watched that movie, and okay. I've heard a lot of great things about it, and yeah. maybe that is a standout film for him yeah. uh, that I, you know, haven't seen yet, so. There, there is, like, something very forgettable about Billy Crudup, because, like, you know, I've, I've seen Big Fish, I've seen Almost Famous, you know, I've seen Justice League, and. He was in Alien and, uh, Covenant, nothing Watchmen. important there. Yeah, Watchmen. Um. But I always forget that Billy Crudup is in those movies. You know what I mean? Like Watchmen, I guess you can, because he's, he doesn't look like Billy Crudup. He right, looks right. Like Big Blue. <laughs> uh, you know, in a Superman. role in, in, a, in a role in which you have to be the least human, he's yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah, that probably is his best performance. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, but let's move on because I don't want to give him that much. Time. <laughs> We've given him too much. Time, <laughs> given him too much time. I don't want to lose people here. <laughs> Next up on the uh, list here, Jake Gyllenhaal. Now. Here we go, man. Now we're picking up some steam because yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal was like, that's a real, that was a, how should I say, blue chip prospect in terms of like, <laughs> this guy is going to be a much bigger deal yeah. at the time. Like, and yeah. this is like before Brokeback Mountain mm-hmm. and like, because that's a, I know Donnie Darko's his breakout kind of role in a cult, yeah. you know, fan base sense. But like Brokeback Mountain was like his star maker performance. And then yeah. after that, he's off to the races. But like, man, imagine him like going off of, Brokeback Mountain, and then leading into like the release of Batman Begins, that would have been mm-hmm. it. Would have been polarizing because you know people were still such kind of you know, oh, yeah. a homophobic mindset yeah, at totally. the time still. Yeah. So people would have poked fun at it, kind of like what they did down the road with Heath Ledger as right. Joker. Yeah. Um. But like, it still would have been kind of a a very. I think I think knowing Jake Gyllenhaal and his yeah. quality of work and what he's capable of, mm-hmm. he would have. I think he would have. In an alternate universe. He would have blown it away. I think so. He's um he's got that darkness to him. He's got the I think the um the chops, <laughs> the movie movie acting chops to to be able to do it. Um, I think yeah, I, I think he, you could imagine him as being like unhinged and being like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna dress up as a bat <laughs> and go fight criminals. Yeah, and physically um, too, if I may add. Age, yeah, and physically, if I may add, I think he's capable of like transforming his body when necessary. Yeah, totally. I mean, Southpaw. I mean, yeah, you know he. Fucking got in crazy shape for that movie. Um, um, Prince of Persia. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, did that come out after Batman Begins? Yeah, that was okay. like 2010, I think. Was that him being like, I didn't get Batman Begins? No, <laughs> no, no, I doubt that. Here's my franchise movie. I doubt that he held grudges about Batman Begins. I'm the Prince of Persia. <laughs> Great Persian actor, Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but... I would have been okay with that. I, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, so that, that would have been awesome. That would have been a win. What, one of those actors too, where like he would have been great as Batman or the Joker. You know, like Ooh, yeah, he would have been yeah. a good Joker too. So yeah, absolutely. Next up, uh, Josh Hartnett. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Josh Hartnett in anything where I'm like, this is cool. He's a, I, I like him. I like him as an actor. Um, and I'm trying to think if yeah. I. I, I might be giving him like not enough credit because I don't know if I've actually seen so many things with him in it. I know Sin City. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
he's he just comes off to me as like a young um like teen mm-hmm. uh, actor you know what i mean like he he has yeah. that kind of there's not a gravitas to him there's not a uh um the weight is not there to me he just he seems like a, a spoiled brat to me <laughs> <laughs> uh you know i like josh hartnett um and i like a lot of the stuff I've seen him in. Yeah. And I think it, uh, the credit for those situations would be the stories more than his performance. I think mm-hmm. he performed exactly the way he needed to be, which is more or less kind of in a very similar Billy Crudup thing where it's like he's got a very one-track kind of okay, way yeah. of performing. Yeah. And um, I can't say I've ever been disappointed by him, but I also don't think I would be impressed with him if he was Batman. Right, yeah. Uh I, to my knowledge, from what I read, he actually did meet with Chris Nolan, mm. and I think, I mean, this could be, I, I didn't really try and de- dive, deep, uh, dive deeper into the uh, story itself, but I think it was simply stated that he, uh, you know, chose not to tr- pursue it any further, and it's like, I mean, I have to imagine Nolan kind of gave him the lowdown and then just intimidated the hell out of him to not <laughs> go for it because he probably just wouldn't have gotten it, Yeah, but... I mean, look, there's going to be a lot of layers to Batman. Yeah. There's, a, like, a lot of different identities beyond being Bruce Wayne and Batman. There's the real guy yeah. who's doing this for mm-hmm. a purpose. Right. Can you perform three different guys in one? Right. Can you have that divisiveness within yourself? Yeah. Josh Hartnett can only play one guy, <laughs> and that's all I can only really imagine is the kind of conversation Chris Nolan would have had. Tells him that right away. Hey, I don't think you got what it takes. How do you tell somebody that? Yeah. Cause I've always wanted to just tell somebody, hey, look, you ain't got what it takes, man. But I don't also want to be like spited later, so I don't want to set that kind of karma up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, this was a surprising one, which I think might be BS, because maybe it's just one of those things, like I said, like I referenced earlier, maybe it's like one of those ordeals where like an agent was like maybe throwing the name in the ring or a name and hat, I mean. And uh, <laughs> but apparently Henry Cavill. Oh, okay. He was nobody back then, so I don't really feel... Yeah. I mean, to me, I didn't hear about him until, like, much much longer down the road. Yeah. So if this is real, it may have been a case of, like, an agent, like, doing the, you know, yeah. the legwork, and then just it's, nothing really came from it. Yeah, that, now, that feels right. Yeah, I know he he was, like, in that mix of, like, Superman right. for Superman Returns. And I was going to say this. I, I was going to add to it. However, the only thing that makes me think it might be legitimate is because... Eight years later, he's Superman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 could have been like I said. It could could have been an agent just throwing out a, a line there, just trying to see if hey, can I get him in to to read for this or to yeah, you know, right. audition or whatever. You know, introduce um, him. Yeah. Get a look at him. Yeah. And he he could play Batman too. I feel absolutely. Um, Henry Cavill is capable of a lot of things. Yeah. Um, you know, he I again he's he's not the actor that Christian Bale is. Um, and never will be. <laughs> But I, I think he, you know, I think he, he, he could have, he probably could have been, you know, uh, a good Batman and a good Bruce Wayne, too. He probably could have, you know, looked good in a suit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Be, be yeah, absolutely. Playboy, you know? uh, next up, and I don't know about this wholeheartedly, but it definitely did pop up. And I'm like, okay, Heath Ledger. Oh, wow. Okay. De- definitely not Batman material, though, in my opinion. But that's yeah. maybe because I'm, history's shown us that he made an incredible Joker <laughs> yeah. instead. Well, like, just because of, like, how good he did did as Joker, and just knowing that he's a, a good actor, uh, I think he he probably could have pulled it off. A, a lot of a lot of it too is like trying to picture them in the cowl, right? Like how how does how does their it's mouth all for, it's and all nose for the and mouth. jaw yeah. look? Yeah, um, and the eyes, you know, it's... yeah. 
because you know you get some people in it and like it squishes their face even with um christian bale a little bit it kind of it feels like it squishes his face a little <laughs> bit um it's i feel like not until like the batman you know that just came out uh where you see his face doesn't look like it's squished into a, a cowl you, you know? see more of the defined jawline yeah. too you know yeah depending on the actor of course yeah yeah with robert pattinson he has like such a great jaw so it's like they're like why don't we just use that <laughs> you know like wow you have such a pretty jaw we should not hide that jaw <laughs> Open that mask up a little bit more. <laughs> Show me that jawline. Show me that jawline. And then lastly, uh, Killian Murphy. So yeah. We all knew about it. I think we already knew. This is one of the more famous stories that come out of the you know, yeah. production of Batman or the yeah. development of Batman Begins. To see those like um, DVD specials, you know, the, the uh, special features on the on the Blu-ray. And you actually get Killian Murphy in the suit, like doing the The, the Batman Forever test. suit. Yeah. Doesn't work. But... <laughs> mm. No, that I don't know if he was he's, having an off day because yeah. dude, Killian Murphy is also like he, an outstanding he actor. He's a really good actor. And like his his Bruce Wayne stuff, I remember looking really good. And like I feel like he was he was doing that really well. But then when they had him in the suit, he yeah, it just wasn't working. I would say he looked okay in the suit. His Bruce Wayne stuff, because he's so young, he also has a he, he had a younger, healthier looking Killian uh Murphy. <laughs> I say this because the first thing you you've ever probably have ever watched him in is 28 days later which right, is the first yeah. time i've ever been you know introduced to Killian Murphy as an actor mm-hmm. was 28 days later and he was a little bit more malnourished for the character for the role yeah. and um you know uh, d- different whereas the auditions and the um uh the stuff they did the the all that uh with him in the bat suit and him in the suit mm-hmm. he looked so he had a baby face also yeah. for like yeah, the Bruce Wayne stuff face, yeah, yeah. Cheeks, you know, like full cheeks is what he had. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't have full cheeks. He also had shorter color. hair at the time of the audition. So had yeah. he had the length of hair he did eventually have for Scarecrow, mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan Crane, Yeah, I think maybe there would have been some potential there. Yeah. But uh, kind of hard to tell now. I wonder how that feels for him to be like so close to getting that, but then still being in the movie as 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 the bad guy. I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't know. I guess he, he's a professional. Like you lose out on parts all the time. Yeah, I got to imagine that that's going to be one of the most challenging things uh, in those environments mm-hmm. is going for a project and yeah. getting denied. Yeah. It's almost like my ego getting hurt when I told, like, <laughs> right. no, we don't want you to be a supervisor. Like, oh. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't really want this, but I, now I do. But, yeah, but now I'm going to work <laughs> double hard to get it next time. Uh, that's it. I'm going to be better. <laughs> um, but yeah, to, to, to still, like, you know, be working with the guy that, that got the job. There's, there's got to be, I mean, there's got to be a little something in there. But, you know, you always hear actors talking about how hard the industry is, and you, you just got to, like, learn how to take rejection and, and be able to just let it slide off your back. And yeah. He's still getting paid. He's still uh, in a big yeah. movie. He's I mean, still, he I, got to be in all three movies. I mean, know? look, out of the list of guys I just named off here, I wouldn't say they all got a consolation prize. I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he got a consolation prize. He still worked his way into the movie. Yeah, one of the biggest movies of the year. Yeah. one of the one of the uh, biggest movies uh, in the trilogy. Mm-hmm. One of the, in general, like he's part of one of the greatest trilogies in Hollywood right now, mm-hmm. and he got to be a part of it. And there's no loss in that situation. Yeah, like aside from you know um, some of the other more notable names that we listed off here, um, him and Heath Ledger, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean like. Nobody else got to be a participant in these right. movies. Yeah. And 
So there was something there that right. Christopher Nolan said, you know, we, you got something I can, I can use, I can use you. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I, I, like I don't want you to be Batman, but I want you in this movie. Yeah, and I think you know, there's a couple options here I'm looking at. Yeah, and yeah, I, and he got a meaty part. He got to be yeah. the scarecrow. He got to be the bad guy. The first live action scarecrow. Yeah. So that's no joke. And I mean, that's a, it's impressive. So, um. I mean, you know, you look at all of these names and you think of the alternate universes in which this happened. Like, yeah. These guys were Batman. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> which universe do you want to be in? Right. I think um, we may have gotten the best, you know. We did. In the best timeline here, I guess. We did. <laughs> the only other one I can think of is Jake Gyllenhaal. That would be the one I'd, yeah, I'd be, be I'd one. be interested in visiting. Slide on over into that timeline. Yeah, let's check out those for that <laughs> franchise. Let's see what the life is like with Jake Gyllenhaal in that situation. That'd be great. Um, but fun fact, uh, for all of the, uh, for all these, like, you know, um. Uh, auditions and whatnot for the uh, video auditions they did. Amy Adams served as the uh, casting reader for the you know for all the, for the casting of the Bruce Wayne Batman character. So oh, she, interesting. She was on the other side of that of that video talking yeah, to them as Rachel Dawes and, and other characters. Nice, which was awesome. So she uh, got to play a little bit in DC before taking the Lois Lane. Uh. Right. You know, I was thinking about like, man, if only she had been cast. Like, if she had somehow thought themselves, let's. Unless it was already done, they already got mm-hmm. Katie Holmes ahead of time. I don't know, but yeah. it would have been cool to see her as Rachel Dawes. Yeah, real cool because I, I in general, I think she is a, a better actress than Katie Holmes. <laughs> um, and her and Christian Bale, I mean, you wouldn't really find out for another few years down the road with all the David Russell projects, but they have great chemistry together. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, she's she's definitely a, a good a good actress, and um, yeah, I think she would have been a good good Rachel. Absolutely. Rachel, Rachel. So, um, and one last little note here on Christian Bale and all the hard work that he uh, does in his life as an actor. <laughs> Prior to even getting this role, his movie beforehand was The Machinist. Man, can you imagine? And I don't know if y'all know this. If you don't, well, this is nuts. <laughs> I would ask that you pause and go t- go ahead and look up Christian Bale and The Machinist <laughs> and get a look at that picture of that man. Yeah. Because holy Shit. Yeah. Um, super thin. Super thin. Um, super unhealthy. What, what, what did he get down to? Like one. He got to, he got down to 120 pounds. He lost. Oh, uh, he God. lost 60 pounds. Um, I, I watched that movie, and the whole time watching it, I was so afraid that he was just gonna break in half, mm. <laughs> just doing nothing. You know, just like getting up to go walk somewhere. I was like, oh, dude, he's gonna like break in half right now. Um, crazy. It's skeletal. Nuts. He is. It's disgusting. It is. It's yeah. scary. It, it's it's almost like you left him in a storage locker with just like you know like one loaf of bread yeah. and water to last wasn't, a month. Wasn't that his like diet? Wasn't he like I eat water and crackers or something? Something like that? <laughs> and like you know smoking a lot. Yeah. Um, and and the occasional like glass of whiskey or something. Yeah. Like man, that is Dude. terrifying. That's that a terrifying is, thing to yeah. like put yourself through, and he didn't. I mean, nobody has to do that job. Nobody yeah. has to do. You this, don't have but, to do that. And they they weren't expecting him to do that for the movie. I, I believe. probably they were just expecting him to look skinny enough. Yeah, you and know. Then, yeah, and I, I I'm like kind of half remembering things from like looking up <laughs> the machines right. like a long time ago, but like I, I think I remember them being like, uh, you know, the, the filmmakers being concerned <laughs> that he just went so <laughs> low. Um, but it it speaks to you know this is Christian Bale of of this kind of period, where he just he goes for it whatever it is he's he he commits and he gets an idea in his head and like that's what he's gonna do that's what's right for the character to him, and he's gonna pursue it 
you know, at the expense of his own own body. Yeah, and I would say maybe I could be off, but I think the first example of him really kind of focusing on like what it's like to physically be in the kind of shape that the the, the demand of the character would ask mm-hmm. uh, or would be, I should say, is. Uh, American Psycho. I mean, he got that's right. He got yeah. sexy ripped in that movie. <laughs> yeah, he, he is got pretty, so sexy. pretty ripped. Yeah, he's so hot. <laughs> every you can see every muscle on his body. I um, it moved. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, he looks great in American yeah, Psycho. Man. Like that's and the kind like, of shape I was hoping he would have been in actually for Batman. Yeah, it it, it is interesting to uh, compare these two body types that he, he yeah. got himself into. Um, you know, because he yeah he 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 could have gone the. Uh, the American Psycho way, where he's just like it's like bodybuilder, like it's meant to look good, um, or he, you know he what he did more which functional, was, yeah, functional, powerhouse like, weight, yeah, 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 and it's it's not so defined, yeah, but he's it's buff, there, but he's yeah. not like you know ripped, yeah. But again, that, that's the way Batman would be. Batman wouldn't be, yeah, trying to like look good. He would be trying to get his muscles functioning properly, you know. <laughs> yeah, like he's not going for the um, he's going for function, not for. Uh, Hmm. What's the aesthetic? Uh, isn't yeah. really the word I want to use, but okay. I feel like that's, that's where I'm word, headed. <laughs> well, what is it? Um, I guess that's it. I mean, it's like you know, you you know, you're looking for the look. You're not yeah. looking for the actual like reason for right. why you need yeah. to be in that kind of shape. Yeah. So I guess yeah, aesthetic. Uh, you know, yeah. For American Psycho, it's the whole. You know, that character is like all about looking good, looking fit. Yeah. You know, that's just the. You know, that's what it is. Whereas you're right. You know, going into Batman Begins for Batman. Mm-hmm. He needs to be strong. He doesn't yeah. care if he looks strong. He just right. needs to be strong. He needs like, to have that you athleticism. See those, those UFC fighters too that just look yeah. like they look like they're out of shape, but then like they're you know they can knock a guy out you know in no time yeah. and they can lift you know five hundred pounds and shit. But they they look like you and me. <laughs> you yeah, yeah. I mean? <laughs> it's no, a, it's no a, offense. It's a different dynamic. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to pick fights with <laughs> MMA guys. I'm not interested in that. I'm not. Yeah. I lifted two two bags of garbage yesterday, and I felt weak as shit. Uh, <laughs> and my back still hurts. <laughs> my back still hurts. But yeah, Bale was down to 120 pounds um, in preparation for uh, for Batman Begins. He put on 100 pounds. Yeah, that's right. And he was he had exceeded apparently. <laughs> he had exceeded the weight amount that Nolan was looking for because <laughs> apparently Nolan told him to put on as much weight as he can, and Nolan just was not specific yeah like, he was not because because he knew that you know christian bale lost all this weight for machinist and so he knew that he had to be way more so he just was like all right put on all the weight that you can and christian bale just took him at his word just like all right here i go yeah. yeah he packed on a hundred pounds but then he exceeded and he was he was asked to uh lose uh 30 yeah. of that of those pounds Man. he had just gained can you imagine that I, I can't to, to pack on and not just like I have a hard time following to, my doctor's orders, bro. Exactly, <laughs> and not just like eating. You know, like he, he I, I don't think he just like ate whatever and packed on the the weight. Like he's still like, fu- like we talk about function. Like he he was still yeah, like strong. Uh, he he was like you know burly. You know, like <laughs> I was gonna add in. He did work with like you know um, a trainer obviously yeah. to pack on the weight appropriately and all yeah. that stuff. But like. Imagine the trainers like hearing that too. Like we gotta lose thirty pounds, right? Now. Yeah, <laughs> went, went through all this, gain all this weight, and now you gotta lose thirty of it. Um, but that's that's Christian Bale's commitment, man. Like he'll do whatever it takes to to get the um, the part right, you know. And, and you know that's why to this day, 
I'll give Christian Bale the ultimate credit. He is the hardest working Batman yeah. actor, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and that's not to disrespect Ben Affleck, because for for Batman v Superman did something very similar. He got himself mm-hmm. in the in the best shape of his life. Yeah. Um, Pattinson, he wasn't really advised or you know told, hey, pack on a bunch of weight and muscle. Yeah. You know, for his version of that character, I think he was exactly where he needed to be for functionality. Yeah. Um. But for Christian Bale, man, the dude's—he's yeah, not doing it anymore, to my knowledge. He—he's he, yeah. stated he's not doing it anymore because for 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 uh, Vice, well, yeah, put but, on that fat bod. But he yeah, just, for over like since that, Batman Begins or since The Machinist and yeah. Onward, like every other role was like one or the other. He was either way bigger uh, or he was way skinny. Because it was like, what was The Machinist and then Batman and then the fighter? He got super low oh, again. Yeah, yeah, he got that crackhead body. Yeah, type. <laughs> yeah, and then. Um, back up for Batman and then normal for whatever, but then he had to go uh, fat again <laughs> for Dick Cheney. Or no, maybe even before that. He went for, fat um, for American Hustle. American Hustle, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then back down to normal and then for Dick Cheney, he put on a bunch of weight again and then back down to normal. But I now, think Cheney was the last one yeah, though. Yeah, Cheney. He, that was the one where he was like, you know, I'm too old for this now. Yeah, yeah. This is really bad for my body. So. Well, I remember, I think it was either in the same interview of Reen that he, him stating like, look, I'm, I'm done doing the body changes. I think it was either in the same interview where like he brought that up as well. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm getting too old for this. I'm being, you know, like I'm recognizing it's unhealthy to, yeah. to do this to your body. And yeah. Cause I mean, it's, it's kind of a form of um, eating disorder. I mean, like he, even though he's doing it for his job and like for the roles and everything, um, it's still, he has to do all the same stuff that somebody with an eating disorder would do. You know, he has mm-hmm. to gorge himself or he has to starve himself, if, you know, to get down. So well, and you know, I'm I'm no dietitian, I'm no nutrition, I'm not a doctor, but like, or God, um, <laughs> <laughs> or my boss. <laughs> but I don't know how your body takes. I don't know how your body yeah. interprets that. I don't know how your heart does it. I don't yeah. know, like you know, the body is. If you're a healthy person at the start of your life and onward, but if you're challenging yourself, you're confusing your every cell of your body to yeah. do things that are always not following and a similar path. I think there's like hormone imbalances that happen and yeah, all kinds of shit. Yeah. Like it's beyond me. And quite yeah. frankly, you know, uh, kudos to him. I, I appreciate him for doing what he does, but mm-hmm. yeah, if you're done, dude, that's cool, man. You've, yeah, you've, <laughs> we, we, we never really asked for you to do all this for <laughs> your roles, but thank you for doing that. And, uh, yeah, you're, uh, you're good with me, man. You can stay whatever yeah. you want. You gotta be fat again, dude. Just borrow yeah. Thor's fat suit from Endgame, man. <laughs> You'll be good. <laughs> so, <clears throat> b- thanks for bearing with us. That was a huge chunk, but honestly, the, it's fascinating to see like the casting choices yeah. of, of who was going to be fun. the next Batman. It's always fun for me to to look at what could have been in in any role. You know, any yeah anything that I any movie I really like. I like knowing oh who who could have been in this role. And, and you know, especially at this. For this part, for this project, for this endeavor, for this being the next big Batman franchise, the next mm-hmm. big Batman movie, you don't know, you know, you just don't know, yeah, uh, who's it going to be? Who's, you know, and going for an unknown actor too was a smart thing to do, and yeah, and just I mean, Bale wasn't unknown, unknown, but he's just not, he's not overtly not recognizable. Popular. Yeah, he wasn't, he right. wasn't a name, you know. Yeah, you know, like for me, I remember at the time I'm thinking like, oh, I wonder who's going to be Batman. You know, who'd be great, Brad Pitt. You know, right, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking big, yeah. I'm, Let's go with the big names. Let's yeah. go with somebody serious, you know, and somebody that they might be able to afford. Yeah. Who might be interested. Right. And to me, I'm like, dude, Brad Pitt's a great looking dude. He's a good actor. He's always in great shape or he yeah. can be or whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah. Right. But 
that's not what we went with, obviously. And it's it's a matter of, you know, brand building and starting and trying to, you know, jumpstart somebody's career if they're good. And yeah. this was a good launching pad for Christian Bale to go even higher than where he was. Yeah, definitely. Big time. So, no, fascinating kind of, like, history on that. Really interesting background um, with the production of everything. But let's talk about Batman Begins continuing here. <laughs> Batman Begins continues. <laughs> Batman Begins, directed by Christopher Nolan, with story by David S. Goyer. Screenplay co-written by Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer. Music by Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard. Yeah. I'm going to take a little sidebar here because uh, what great music <laughs> for just for this movie alone. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that the, the Batman theme is like very kind of pensive and kind of like tense as well you know it's it's a different dynamic from danny elfman's established like right. tone for batman and batman returns much more textural i feel as opposed to like an over um composed like recognizable theme technically it, this is a more rhythmic more like it's action yeah more action to it like it, yeah. it just rises when the time is right for like anything going on yeah um yeah, it, the, it, it's it, very, it's very, it's very ever changing with the tone. The the thing that always grabs me is the um, the drums. You know, like at the very yeah. end, you know, like the Batman Begins comes up and goes, junk, junk. <laughs> you know, that thing. <laughs> dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, yeah, exactly. It's it's different, and you know, I yeah, you know, I, I was kind of worried, you know, going into it because I'm so. I mean, I'll talk about this in a second, but like one of the biggest things that I wasn't sure about with this movie is, and it wasn't really highly promoted at the time. Like the internet wasn't really breaking this kind of news or it wasn't constant like you know uh rumors going around it was just you got one piece of tip you got one tip about what's going on with this movie and you got to live with that for like five months until something <laughs> new comes out right um but nobody really knew about batman begins being uh a, a matter of like a prequel or if it was going to be completely brand new mm -hmm. because it's called batman begins so you're thinking right. is this going to be is this giving us like how yeah how michael keaton came to be Batman? yeah, yeah. like what is this you know yeah. and um so you didn't really know, um, but with that being, you know, with that being said, I wanted to kind of correlate that with the music because I don't know, are they going to try and go with something catchy? Because mm. you know, Danny Elfman's Batman theme is just so catchy; it's something you remember forever. And with with this, it's a you know, when you see the movie and you listen to the music, you're like, I don't know, you you feel it, you enjoy it. It matches the t it matches everything that's going on on screen. And yeah. then with the further projects, with the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. It continues that. It continues yeah. like that dynamic with the tone and being able to have like such a very, you know, uh, dramatic moments where it just mm -hmm. it just really kind of encapsulates what's going on. Yeah, and it really does. I think set the pace for a lot of other future Batman projects in music, such yeah. as like with uh, the Arkham game series, mm -hmm. and even like with uh, Hans Zimmer coming back to do Batman v Superman. Right. Yeah. And even like uh, I would say actually, you know, um, I can't. I'm gonna butcher his name, Michael. Uh, Giacchino. Oh, yeah, Michael G Giacchino. Giacchino? Yeah, something. Yeah. Even, like, with him, he sort of follows that method where it's, like, you know, it's going to be more orchestral, but also, yeah. you know, obviously he, he has his own personal touch on it, which was awesome. Yeah. But it still follows suit with, like, what Hans Zimmer and J mm -hmm. uh, James Newton Howard did. Yeah. Um, where they set that, you know, pace. Yeah. Uh, cast list, of course. We got Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but you also have Michael Caine as Alfred Pennyworth. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> who um, uh, is an awesome Alfred. The uh, um, well, well, one thing to, to touch on 
uh, as we go through this this casting list is the philosophy that uh, Chris Nolan had for casting. And um, I remember seeing interviews of where he talked about, um, he would talk to Warner Brothers that um, Richard Donner's Superman is kind of his template where you get somebody who's maybe you know unknown or not quite a name, but then you build up the cast around him of really good actors. You know, Superman had Brando and Gene Hackman in it. Um, so here you have the same kind of idea. You're getting, you know, Michael Caine. You're getting, as we'll, you know, see Morgan Freeman, Tom... What's his name? Hmm? Fal- who, who plays Falcone? Oh, Tom Wilkinson. Wilkinson. I was going to say Sizemore. I'm like, it's not Sizemore. Uh, I know Sizemore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you get all these really good um, actors uh, around him. Yeah. You have some veteran names, you know, yeah. people that have, you know, that are Rucker recognizable. Howard. Yeah, Rucker Howard. Yeah. Sorry, I'm kind of blown up. Yeah, you're list blowing too. up my list, bro. <laughs> but no, you're making excellent points. It's, it, I love that. That's what he went with. You know, you, yeah. It's. I'm gonna kind of go ahead and use like a wrestling philosophy. It's like, you know, these are guys that are gonna be putting over the next, you know, the the big talent. Right. You know, yeah. they're the ones that are supporting. Yeah. And that's, they're more than happy to do that. Yeah. They're very giving in yeah. their performance as well. But you got Michael Caine as uh, Alfred Pennyworth, of course. Katie Holmes as Rachel Dawes. Uh, Rachel Dawes is an original character made for this movie. Katie Holmes, um, I, I can't say I've ever really been a fan of hers. Yeah. I really can't. Uh, I can't think of anything. I didn't watch Dawson's Creek. Mm-hmm. I don't know the quality of work she put into that. Yeah. Um, obviously popular enough to get herself into this movie and somehow really good enough to get, you know, casted by Nolan in this movie. Yeah. Um, you know, I... I don't have as much uh, ill will towards uh, Katie Holmes. I feel like she she does her job well in this, you know? Like, there's a couple of things, a couple of Katie Holmes-isms, like a half smile that she does where it's like, uh, I, I don't know, that that doesn't seem, I don't know. I don't know what, but, <laughs> you know, yeah. stuff like that that kind of yeah. takes you out of it. But um, I think for the most part, she, she really does um, does her job well. And, you know, frankly, I... I would have liked to have seen her in, in Dark Knight. It would have been nice to see her come through. Yeah, it would have been decent to see her kind of continue on. But, yeah, I don't know. She was definitely an interesting choice to begin with. But I think at the time it kind of maybe was fine. Yeah. You know, she had enough uh, ability to get her into this into the, the movie. And mm-hmm. it's a shame she didn't continue on. And I know we'll probably touch on that another day as yeah. to what could have occurred on that situation. <laughs> but here we go. Here's another heavyweight here. Gary Oldman. Yeah. As James Gordon. Man, Sergeant uh, James Gordon. I mean, is he is he the best Gordon? Yeah, I mean, Jeffrey Wright put in a really great performance. Before, in the Batman. I mean, before Jeffrey Wright, I love Jeffrey Wright as Gordon now, man. I mean, yeah. there's something maybe it's because we got way more screen time with those two with with yeah. Batman and Gordon in the yeah. Batman. So it's really like comparing it now. Mm-hmm. But I would say looks wise, if you're looking for somebody who's going to be resembling straight out of the comics. That's where Gary Oldman, I think, was really, mm-hmm. you know, uh, really s- succeeded because yeah. he looks ripped right out of like you know, uh, you know, like a da- uh, piece of David Mazzucchelli's art. Yeah, and right was, out of year one. Man. Yeah, there he's he's captain. Is he a captain in this part? Lieutenant Lieutenant uh, Gordon? That's right. No, he, he becomes lieutenant. I think at the end he's okay. a sergeant. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sergeant. Yeah, I think yeah, sergeant um, then lieutenant. Yeah, he, yeah, he looks you know, glasses, mustache, all of it. Just he he looks like. Um, right out of the comics, but also what you want, which is just a normal guy. He just looks like a normal dude mm-hmm. who's thrust into this like crazy, like, what? I'm talking to a guy in a bat costume? <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's like the only thing I can trust. <laughs> and he uh, this is the first 
movie I've seen of Gary Oldman's that I've seen. I should, like I said, I'm going to state that I've seen because it's not like I've watched his whole body of work. Mm-hmm. Not yet. And um, the first time I've seen him as a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is interesting that, like, for, for two, two casting choices, and we'll get to the other one too later on. Um, but yeah, you normally see Gary Oldman as a bad guy in like pretty much everything that he's been in up to this point. Um, and then they, they give him this and like, he's like the ultimate good guy. Like, mm-hmm. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Like even more so probably than Batman, you know, like, you know, Gordon is even, you know, Batman is uneven. <laughs> he's, right. He's got some stuff that he's, he's, uh, he's working with. on. Yeah. But Gordon is just like a good dude that wants to do good in, in the city that he's living in, you know? And an already stacked cast, we got to add in Morgan Freeman as dude. Lucius Fox. Yeah. What a... How? How How did you guys... I mean, not that it's probably hard at that time to cast Morgan I mean, yeah, Freeman and things, but... But also, like, and it's a Batman movie, I'm sure, like, that has a lot of cachet of, like, this This is going to be a, a, probably a good movie. It's going to be something that everybody's going to go see. Um, and then if they tell them at all what it was about or how they were going to approach it, I would imagine it would, it would be a no-brainer to to be like, Let's do it. I'll do it. I'll be there. Yeah. I'll be there. I, is that, so, is that, is that, does that sound like I'll be there. I don't know. I'm trying. Uh, <laughs> the first live action uh, interpretation as well for Lucius Fox, which is cool. Yeah. And uh, Lucius. Lucius. <laughs> I do love me some Morgan Freeman. His, uh, you know, participation in the movie just really enhances it even more. Yeah. And I mean, I love. Like I said, it's already a stacked cast. If you're to stop right there, yeah, it's already stacked. Could have Morgan Freeman as Alfred if you want. Oh, man, <laughs> that I, would be interesting. That would. Oh, that would be dope. Um, uh, I'm trying to transfer myself to another universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the uh, uh, the play between Christian Bale and Morgan Freeman, and Christian Bale and. Uh, Michael Caine, uh, are some some of the best parts of the movie and, like, are what kind of give it levity, give it, like, a a break from how grim everything is. Um, and, like, I, I just love it. Like, on rewatching it when we did, that just really stuck out to me so much, like, just how fun. You know, you, you think about these movies as being, like, the grim and gritty Batmans <laughs> and being, like, you know, it's dark. It's, it, you know, this is, you know, this ain't your daddy's. Batman now, but they are like really fun. They're actually there's jokes and and stuff that keeps it light enough to keep you um, keep you like entertained without getting you um, overly down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? it's it's a very you know it's a odd dynamic where both characters have like both Alfred and Lucius have history with Bruce's family. They've been around him his whole life, mm-hmm. or at least more so. Alfred's been around him his whole life, but Lucius, you know, and him. Lucius and Alfred both have like this mature kind of like forwardness with Bruce that nobody yeah. else has. Yeah. Like even more so than than Rachel. Rachel just happens to be an old friend who can yeah. probably say her piece, but like there's something about Bruce's learning more yeah. from like these two men. Yeah. And also he's these two are kind of the only ones that Bruce smiles around. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like genuinely yeah. smiles around. Um, he crack if they're cracking a joke at his expense, he's good sport yeah, about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that, that, that's the stuff where I, that makes you like Bruce even more, you know, uh, because, you know, these other two guys that are cool, <laughs> you know, like Alfred and, and Lucius are, you know, nice dudes. So like, if they like Bruce, like, well, you know, I could like Bruce too. <laughs> 
an antidote. Can you get more made? Well, you plan on getting yourself gassed some more? Well, you know, when someone's passing, when you, you know, you're looking for kicks and someone's passing around a weaponized hallucinogen. <laughs> That's so great. It's, it's tremendous. Like, yeah. it really is. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted you to know how hard it was. Oh, man, I love that. That's, I, I remember, like, rewatching it, like, just before getting to this today, and I, yeah. I rewound that scene a couple of times because it's funny the delivery yeah. is fun i, I love know. i love you know christian bale's look like when when lucius comes in yeah. and he's like oh fuck is this like supposed to happen and Bru- and uh, alfred you know it's like i i call them after your your condition worsened and all that mm-hmm. um also like alfred making the the decision to like bring somebody in that that would know what to do and who to trust right you know that's uh, very cool that's very awesome <laughs> yeah yeah Next up, of course, we got Killian Murphy. He did get into the movie, as we said. And, of course, he is playing Dr. Jonathan Crane, a.k.a. the Scarecrow. Boo. Boo. Yeah. First time uh, seeing Scarecrow in live action. A lot of firsts in this movie. So uh, the list is going to keep going with that. But First time we see Rachel Dawes. (laughs) First time we see (laughs) Scarecrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rachel Dawes. Yeah, first time. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, no, another first there, and he was cool. He did an adequate job of portraying the Scarecrow. Um, more you know, than adequate, I think. More than adequate. Cool. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's much more than sorry. you know. Well, much more than what Billy Crudup would have done. So. <laughs> Take that, Billy Crudup. Yeah, Billy Crudup. Uh, <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> here's another super heavyweight. I mean, I want. I could have like listed him a little bit, a little bit higher up, but I wanted to save him right here because it's who he is. He's awesome. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson playing. Henry Ducard, or merely Ducard. Merely Ducard. I mean, do we want to do? Do we? Spo- hey, spoilers right now. Spoiler Three, alert. Two, one. Raz Al Ghul. <laughs> Am I pronouncing that right, David? Mr. Raz, Raz Al Ghul. <laughs> yeah, and then here, you know, uh, talking about Gary Oldman being a, a, a good guy in this for once, here we got Liam Neeson, generally a, a good guy, Schindler himself. Uh, Mr. Qui-Gon Jinn. Mr. Qui-Gon Jinn. The dark man. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good guy in that movie. Uh, here he's the bad guy, you know? Like, the first time he's really a, a, villain. a villain. And yeah. I don't think I've seen him portray a villain since. That's true, yeah. I think that I'm, was... like, really digging here. Am I, am I missing something? I know he played, like, maybe the antagonist in, like, that comedy, A Million Ways to Die in the West. That Seth oh, MacFarlane okay. movie. Yeah. But, but, I mean, come on. I You know, like, as far as, like, playing a diehard villain where he's out to destroy a city and... Yeah. Fight Batman to the death. Yeah. He ain't done that. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. But he does play um, Ducard, who uh, helps train Batman throughout the movie and uh, is also secretly Ra's al Ghul. The, another first. First uh, live, in, you know, live action portrayal of Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. Or Raish for Raish. the initiated. Raish al Ghul. Oh, we are initiated. Are we, David? <laughs> yeah. Members of the... Have we done this before? Members of the Chemical Syndicate. We did. I wanted <laughs> to bring it back. Because it's good. Callback. <laughs> it's a nice callback to episode six. <laughs> Riddler Reformed? Check it out, kids. <laughs> but, you know, it was awesome to see Liam Neeson casting this. Um, uh, you know, also, too, because while he is the bad guy, he plays a great mentor. He does. So He's um, got a lot of great lines of dialogue in this, too. A lot of great lines of dialogue. I remember you telling me the... Uh, Rub your chest. Your, yeah, no your arms one, will take care of themselves. Yeah, <laughs> and you took that to heart. You were like, "That's advice, man." <laughs> and it did. And Nolan. Then I find out Nolan in an interview. He's like, "Yeah, I made that up. I didn't know if that was really true, but I feel like that was something he would say." I'm like, <laughs> "I've even I've been rubbing my chest for 35 years. <laughs> How come nobody told me?" Oh, we thought it was funny. That's not funny. 
That's a callback to episode five. <laughs> Just imagine. Stan Lee's Batman, kids. Check it out. Um, dude, yeah, I love that. Like, I love that Chris Nolan admits that he made up something that he didn't know if it was, like, a, something that would actually be legitimate. And it, I don't know, like, I've done it. I've rubbed my chest when I'm cold and my yeah. arms will take care of themselves. It's worked for me. Thank you, Christopher Nolan, and your creative dialogue. And Thanks. thank you, Liam Neeson, for the honest-to-God great delivery of yeah. that and such belief. Making me believe it. Love it. Um, but next up here, another, um, I wouldn't say a heavyweight, but he's definitely a good hand. He's a, a more well-respected actor to appear in this is Tom Wilkinson yeah. as uh, Carmine the Roman Falcone. Gives me one of the best uh, scenes in this movie where Bruce, yeah. young Bruce, before he's Batman, uh, goes to confront Falcone. Falcone? Uh. <laughs> I was going to bring it up. Like They pronounce it Falcone, and I've yeah. thought it was Falcone for many years, and I found out, obviously we found out in other iterations where it's like, I guess it's depends on who the yeah, hell's who, writing this yeah. and making it. Yeah. Because it could either be Falcone or it could be Falcone. Right. I kind of like Falcone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds more Italian to me. More Italian? Uh, more Italiano. Um, oh. Oh. Falcone. Falcone. Uh, the Roman. <laughs> um, but yeah, where, where Bruce goes to confront him and, and uh, Falcone is just like not at all scared of him and just telling him what the power of fear is. It's such an important part yeah, of the movie to, to tell you about the some of the themes of the movie, just the power of fear and how you people use fear in different ways um, and kind of planting the seed for Bruce to like, oh, you, you got fear? I got some fear too. Yeah, it's like, you see over there, I got a couple off-duty cops. Uh, <laughs> I got a mayor. Oh, no, I've got a judge. Yeah. Uh, you know, a couple other things. It's the DAs, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, somebody, somebody from the DAs, I don't know. Yeah. And then he's just like, it's like you look taller than the tabloids. <laughs> you're, no uh, you're, you're Bruce Wayne. You're the Prince of Gotham. <laughs> Great. You're the Prince of Gotham. You All have to that go delivery. On, you have to go a thousand miles not to find somebody that, uh, or to find somebody that didn't know who you are. So don't, don't come to me with uh, anger. That's the first oh, man. The first Falcone, uh, you know, to bust out the Prince of Gotham. Prince Get that of again. Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> then we get yeah, yeah we get then that we again. Get, uh, John um, Turturro delivering that, telling us who the Prince of Gotham oh, is. Oh, yo, that is that's the <laughs> Prince of Gotham. <laughs> um, man, yeah, but that, that that scene is is so good. Just like that's the power of fear. It's so formative, you know. Yeah, it really does lay like it, it lays the groundwork for Bruce to like. These are lessons. Yeah. Like that's what's so cool about yeah. this, the whole first like forty minutes, maybe hour, you know, up until he actually puts the suit on, um, is how well they lay the ground for why he puts that suit on, you know. Oh yeah, and we'll dive deep into that because I'm yeah. like I'm like I'm lighting up. I'm like yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Next up here, uh, another well-respected actor, um, Ken Watanabe, playing. Uh, I put in quotations, Raz Al Ghul. <laughs> A.K.A. Decoy Roz. Decoy go- Al Ghul. One of the most awkward claps. <laughs> That's right. And then that, yeah, that, which cape, is cape, that cape flare. He's, He's really... Doing for <laughs> thousand years. Uh, whatever he does. Yeah, twitching his eyes. Twitching his eyes. Um, Gotham Batman. must be destroyed. Destroyed. Um, I would have loved Really to getting have, into his character. I wonder yeah. if, I wonder if uh, uh, the real Roz, you know, if, if Ducard is like watching him going like, oh, come on, man, you're, you're getting to it. <laughs> he's just, he's 
like when he's he, taking when he, notes in his head. Yeah, yeah. When he does that that cape flip, <laughs> and he's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> I told him not to do that. <laughs> he's getting too into this. He. <laughs> well, I wonder what the uh, guidelines are for being a, a decoy Roz. Yeah, you know, like is it is it like look just your Roz? I guess be your own character, but yeah. don't insult me and then he just proceeds to be the most flamboyant looking Roz out there maybe he was into it. maybe uh liam neeson was like great that cape flip do more of that shit <laughs> you are selling this i am loving it i love it but i love ken watanabe as an actor um i mean i guess i would i would have loved to have seen him do a little bit more in this but that's okay he, yeah. he, you know for the character that he had to be yeah. it was what it was um yeah. But I love the actor. Uh, it's always cool to see him show up in things. So, yeah, it's nice to yeah, see him in this. Totally. More uh, At the time, the only movie that I could really use as a frame of reference to understand where I've seen him from was uh, The Samurai, or The Last Samurai with oh, uh, okay. Tom Cruise. Okay. He's one of the main guys in there. Hmm, nice. It's pretty cool. He does a great job. Cool. Uh, yeah, and then you referenced him a little bit earlier, but another veteran actor people may be uh, more uh, aware of is Rutger Hauer. Yeah. Playing uh, William Earl, who was the acting... Uh, leader of Wayne Enterprises while uh, yeah. after the Wayne's death at uh, Wayne Thomas and Martha Wayne's death and and yeah. with Bruce uh um taking on the uh the Max Shrek position <laughs> the businessman that yeah, yeah. Batman has to fight maybe not as uh, as uh, not nefarious as, as yeah. Max Shrek but he's still um, an asshole like he's asshole, a, he's yeah. that guy he's a he's like he's a general war- asshole <laughs> they I'm pretty sure they based him off a real Warner Brothers executive or something like that <laughs> yeah, our it's fourth, a bit, it's a bit technical a bit technical, a bit technical. yeah but our but our 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 uh, business is in good hands. <laughs> oh, I can't believe he I said that to him. <laughs> He's throwing that in my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the fourth silent villain of sorts, yeah. or at least the the fourth villain in this movie. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, and I'm, we'll get into it a bit here. But that's a really great point because you got a lot of different antagonists on different you, yeah, fronts. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, like, actually, here, let, let's go through them. So we got like at the top, we got uh, uh, Razo Ghul. Yeah, whose goal is to um, keep. To, to check Gotham in place because, or mm-hmm. to, to check civilization because yeah. it's getting too ahead of itself or it's getting too... Um, too decadent. Too, right, too decadent. Yeah. That's right. So therefore, his goal is to, as a, as the environmentalist terrorist that he is, mm-hmm. is to level bring Gotham, balance, bring balance. Yeah. yeah. So that's um, a, a bigger threat. Then you got Scarecrow. Scarecrow, who's Working a pawn. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a pawn in but Roz's plan. Doing his own experimental kind of thing. Yeah, with and, fear gas yeah, and all that his stuff. Own sadistic kind of. Yeah, you know, he's not a good doctor. Yeah. He's a terrible doctor. <laughs> bad, 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 bad guy. Bad guy. Bad wiring upstairs, you know? Bad guy. Nasty seed. <laughs> or no, not nasty guy. Bad, bad seed. <laughs> Couldn't see the train until it was two feet in front. Yeah. I like him already. I like him already. Uh, and then who we got? We got. Uh, uh, Carmine, Carmine, a mobster, yeah, the, the, the boss, yeah. the, the Roman. The Roman, our, our street-level kind of uh, yeah. bad guy. Almost the more that, leveled, yeah. the more realistically leveled villain of yeah, sorts. Yeah, kind of uh, personifying the corruption in Gotham City. Um, the rot from underneath. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that Batman kind of knows about, because Batman doesn't know about Ra's al Ghul being the... <laughs> Kind of pulling all the strings for everything, right? Yeah, because because Falcone's working for Roswell Gould too. He's he's bringing yeah, the like he's him, he's know? yeah he's associated with you know with Crane. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy how like threaded yeah. those three are yeah. all together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you got uh, Flash, I guess, underneath. Falcone? Yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. Right? He's a he's an underling. He's a yeah. he's a goon, really. I suppose they're showing you know the the, the corruption in the, the police, police department. department. Yeah. yeah, kind of a foil for Gordon. I was gonna say uh, Detective Arnold Flass is last on my list here, portrayed oh, yeah. by Mark Boone Jr. Now. Not a very well-known guy, but I... Character I've, guy, though. This is like the... 
first, you know, um, movie I've ever seen him in or first yeah. project I've ever seen him in. Yeah. And I've seen him in like a bunch of stuff after that. Like he's more notably uh, remembered probably for his role in Sons of Anarchy, the TV mm. series. Okay. Um, he plays a really cool character in there. And yeah. uh, he's done a bunch of other oddball stuff. For and me, he uh, he showed up in an episode of uh, Mandalorian. I was like, hey, yeah, that's Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Played, his character was cool too. I liked He's in uh, Last Man on Earth with Will Forte as well. He shows oh, up in okay. a few episodes for that. <laughs> and he's also in... Um, he was in uh, Memento. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he had way less facial hair going on in there, I oh, think, okay. so he probably... Yeah. When he was younger, like, there's this really cool video of him, um, him and Steve Buscemi back in, like, I want to say either the late 80s or early 90s. Yeah. Them doing, like, some sort of, uh, I wouldn't say it's an improv show, but I think, like, more like a performance art class or something mm. like that. Okay. Really, like, just both of them being super young. Yeah. It's really cool to kind of see that. Like, That's especially, cool. you know, if you're a Buscemi fan. Like, yeah. It's cool to see that. But, nice. yeah, Mark Boone Jr. being a part of it, if you recognize, you know, small-time actors of that nature, yeah. it's cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, he played a great scumbag detective, you know, <laughs> that, that great scene when you're introduced to him with, uh, him and Gordon. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I suppose you want to taste <laughs> thinking someday you might get wise. Keep asking. It's nothing wise what you're doing, Flass. <laughs> you know, you don't take a taste. Makes those guys nervous. I'm no rat <laughs> in a town this bent. Who's the rat to anyways? <laughs> and then just him laughing it off. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he dude. played the great scumbag. And then great just, scumbag. It's like picking, you know, getting falafel, and he's picking <laughs> through the tips, getting the big bills. What a Fla- piece of shit. Flas, I have kids to feed. I don't like falafel. Yeah. <laughs> and then also one of the absolute best scenes in the movie, too, is him getting interrogated by Batman. Yeah, man. So ferocious. You have never seen a Batman like that. That's one of those that things that, like... Like hooked me in even deeper on this bat on, on this Batman, and one of the things that got me back into you know reading comics again and into superheroes, like oh they can do this with Batman, like he's this intimidating, he's this uh, beastly, you know, very cool. Oh absolutely, but then to finish off our little mini villain list here, I, yeah, William Earl is low key a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I, he's 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 a bad he's a, just a bad businessman. Like yeah, that's he, if you want your represent you got your representation very full circled around yeah. here where you've got it on the most. Uh, grand scale of the environmental terrorists, you know, yeah. with a, with a, with a, who has a good guy complex, like with mm-hmm. Ra's al Ghul, you've got someone who's got his very nefarious alternative motives, like Scarecrow. Yeah. You got a mobster, you know, street level character like Falcone. And yeah, if you want to add in, you got like a, a bent cop who's, you know, working, mm-hmm. who moonlights as a cop and actually, <laughs> you know, doesn't low level yeah. enforcer work like Flass. And then you've got, Corporate CEO, piece of shit, dirtbag, yeah. William Earl, played by Rutger Hauer, who's... Guy looking just for the bottom line. Yeah. He's going to get money, not letting the uh, company go go bad. You know, right. he's not taking care of the company. Yeah, like he's mistreating Lucius Fox, yeah. and he's just being... He doesn't care if there's a microwave emitter that's right. been yeah. stolen and <laughs> yeah. could cause... you know It's like not of worries, trying to cover it up. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, the, it's such a... I mean, now that we're explaining it out loud, like, holy <laughs> even shit. cooler. Right? It's an even greater movie now. <laughs> it really is. It's just yeah. so... It's rich with, like, the, that kind of level of storytelling. Yeah. And I don't know if that was something... I'm sure that was thought out that way, but, like, mm. to, to, to sort of realize that in this moment too, it's always like, makes me just appreciate it that much more yeah. than I already do. Right. It really yeah. is such a very good flowing movie to watch. So. Yeah. And everything is like Batman centric. It's all, uh, how does this kind of relate to Bruce or Batman? And, um, you know, what does it represent that Batman is trying to fight? You know, like as we were just talking about, you know, like Rutger Howard being the, the businessman, the irresponsible businessman, you know, Bruce Wayne is going to take over and, while he may look like a uh, playboy, you know, not interested in the company, he's actually 
going to guide the company with Lucius to make sure that it, it does the right stuff. Yeah. Is responsible and, um, you know, going on against, you know, the mob, crooked cops, the, the larger kind of, uh, fantastical threat of, mm-hmm. of, uh, Ra's al Ghul, like protecting the, the city from a eminent threat. And then also the threat of just corruption in a city, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. Uh, <laughs> this is such a great movie. We're not even done yet, guys. We're not done yet. <laughs> I'm still going strong. <laughs> but to finish up some of the uh, more production details, that is the whole cast list. I know there's actually some other, you know, cast members that you may be more familiar with if you're watching a movie and if you're uh, in general like always watching TV, watching mm-hmm. movies. Like you'll, if you're a Game of Thrones fans, you'll recognize a very young Jack Leeson who portrays in the future, you know, years from that, from after this movie was made, mm-hmm. he portrays Joffrey Baratheon, a little piece of shit king <laughs> in Game of Thrones. You'll recognize him. He gets his little start in this movie. Um, even uh, Linus Roach, who plays uh, Thomas Wayne, you may know him from, like, uh, the original, uh, the first, you know, run of the original Law & Order series. Right, he eventually yeah. takes over Sam Watterson's character's um, uh, title of lead DA or whatever. Yeah. And, um... The guy, the guy who plays uh, uh, Joe Chill, uh, Richard. Oh man, I'm forgetting his name. I, I should have wrote it down. I was thinking about writing it down. <laughs> um, but the actor that pl- portrays Joe Chill ended yeah. up getting like after this movie, he ended up getting like more work. You know, okay. he's in Hannibal Rising. He's in uh, Doom with The Rock uh, and Carl Urban. <laughs> Everybody loves that one. Uh, he's also he plays the original Night King in Game of Thrones. He he ends oh, wow. up being a, a main. One of the main go-to actors that Rob Zombie has recently really worked with a lot. So I mean, he's one of those guys, and he was also in uh, The Mandalorian season two. He plays um, the episode with Bill Burr where uh, they're sitting down and they're trying to infiltrate. You yeah. know, Din Djarin's got his helmet off, and he, they're right. sitting there having a drink, mm-hmm. and he's talking about how he slaughtered all these people. And Bill Burr's character, you know, gets yeah. you know, he's oh that yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, oh, he's that guy. Yeah, god damn. Yeah, he's the imperial. Yeah, he's, he's an the imperial officer? piece of shit officer wow. that gets uh, shot off. Yeah, I gotta rewatch that episode. Well, that's a good episode. Yeah, so I'll just uh, he's he, he's one of those good character <laughs> actors that just yeah. shows up, and you're like, I remember that guy from somewhere. Okay. And um, yeah. I love it. Like this movie has a lot of those. Um, yeah. the homeless dude. Uh, Ray. I'm, a, I'm gonna. I'm butchering the shit out of this dude's <laughs> name. Rabe Subjective. I don't know. Um, he is he nice a, coat. Nice coat. You should have dipped better. Should have dipped better. But uh, he's in a bunch of like movies. He's one of those character actors. Like he's a uh, uh, Boris the Blade in uh, Snatch. Oh shit! He's Boris the Blade. Yeah. Wow. He's Boris the Blade in Snatch, bro. You didn't notice that? No, I did not. He just he, looked like a homeless guy. <laughs> he plays the main bad guy in um, Taken Two. He is uh, one of the uh, I forget which country they're in, but he's in Euro Trip. He plays like a uh, dude that's like <laughs> stuck in the '80s with his fashion and, and know how. Um, he just shows up in things, man. He's just one of those guys. Uh, he's a cool dude, though. He just seems cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Batman Begins has got a lot of those like faces that are like, I yeah. recognize that person. <laughs> and it might be because of Batman Begins, right? If, you're, yeah. if you've seen this movie before and all that. But right. yeah. it's cool. It's a great cast. It's a strong cast. This yeah. is loaded. Yeah, man. Like, not as loaded as Endgame, but it's loaded. <laughs> It's pre- it's pre- it's pretty loaded, man. It's loaded. I love it. Um, so let's move on, though. I, I I didn't mean to spend too much time in the cast <laughs> list, but I want. I mean, it's it's great to showcase and appreciate yeah. the actors that are in this movie. And I mean, it's really like I'm impressed by who's all in it. Yeah. This is like, I don't know. You show this list to somebody, they're gonna know most of these guys. Yeah. I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> all the cinephiles out there. <laughs> Um, so Batman Begins was, uh, it got released in Japan first. It was released on May 31st, 2005. Oh, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> good for them. 
And then uh, it was eventually released in the United States, uh, and I think mostly almost everywhere else, uh, on June 15th, 2005, and then the following, uh, a couple days later, in the UK on the 17th. So, um, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it, uh, I got to see it in theaters a couple of times in the same day. I did a midnight (laughs) showing, and then I went to go graduate high school, and... uh, (laughs) As a graduation present? I want to go see Batman Begins again. (laughs) That was a great day, man. That was great. I had a bright future ahead of me. More Batman movies to watch. <laughs> Brand new Batman. Brand new, new Batman. Shane. Brand new Shane. Oh, life was <laughs> awesome, dude. It was. I'd never felt so good about what was gonna lie ahead. If only I would have fast forward. You know, <laughs> sixteen years later. <laughs> Anyways, here we go. With a production budget of one hundred and fifty million, not bad. Not bad. It was a great looking movie for one hundred and fifty million there. Yeah, and um. Let's see. Box office gross ended up pulling in worldwide three hundred and seventy three point seven million dollars. All right. So you know it made it, its money back. It made much. its money back and then some. Yeah. Just enough to really give and critically too. You know. Yeah. I I think the, I'm gonna probably get to that in a sec here. The critical response. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless that's where you're headed to. Yeah. That's where I'm going to. Oh, well, you want to um, go there first? Or you want to go first? Uh, after you, please. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well. The uh, Rotten Tomato score is at 84%. You always got to drop a Rotten Tomato score because why not? They're a benchmark for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, just, it just gives you an idea. Yeah, yeah. an idea. Like Once again, I'll, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. Everything's subjective. It's all up to you, what you yeah. like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But there was a great majority of people and critics that did feel very good and strong about Batman Begins. It has a nice little score there. Yeah. Overall, and if you think different, you're wrong. You're, you're, you are wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> But generally, yeah, favorable reviews from critics. Uh, Roger Ebert, the great late, uh, you know, the late great Roger Ebert, I meant to say. Uh, while I don't see eye to eye with him personally on a lot of his feelings on some of the movies I've loved that he got to review and give his opinions on. Right. Well, whatever. I mean, once again, it's all a different take. But I respect him as a as a professional of what he did in his life and yeah. what he did with reviewing a lot of these movies. Um, he, who had been critical of like a lot of the other previous Batman films, said, quote, this was the Batman movie I've been waiting for. More correctly, this is the movie I did not realize I was waiting for. Mm. And he gave it four out of four stars. Damn. So Way to go. You know, Way to go, Batman Begins, getting those four stars from Roger Ebert. Yeah, he's a tough nut to crack. I yeah. mean, if there was like a bunch of... I mean, I know he was really into, I think, the uh, first, uh, the 89 movie. Okay. I'd have to look that up. I'm pretty sure he was very positive about that one. Yeah. But then, of course, yeah, I mean, you got Batman Returns, which is a very polarizing movie of itself. Mm-hmm. Batman Forever is a different kind of take. And, of course, Batman Robin was what it was. Yeah. So, understandable if, like, out of those three movies, he's not like, eh. Yeah. Eh. Another Batman. I don't need another Batman. Right. But Batman Begins threw him off, so. Yeah. And what's your take on uh, the oh, criticism? I, I, I was just going to say the uh, the the high, highly critical acclaim, the high critical acclaim or whatever, um, could be really what got the sequel made, too. Because, I mean, like, when you were telling me the budget and what it made back, I mean, usually the idea is you have to double to for marketing. So it's like 150 for the budget of the movie, but then they probably spend that much, too, to market uh, a movie. So the movie has to make back three hundred million dollars, and it made three hundred thirty-three. You said, uh, well, three hundred seventy. Oh, sorry, that's right, three hundred seventy-three. Three seventy-three. So you know, it made you know seventy something million dollars for the. Yeah, um, like somebody's walking home with a million dollars on the uh, WB, WB uh, yeah. executive team because that's just all they care about. In, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, you know that is probably not that much money, you know, for a studio. <laughs> no, no, um, no, probably not. No, but. You know, the fact that it was such a good movie and it got the critical acclaim that it got, um, and it was profitable, um, 
you know, that's that's probably the, the kicker, you know, just the, the yeah. fact that it was so well received. Uh, yeah, I think with, and also the merchandising. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was working for a toy store at the time, and we had a crap ton of Batman merch. We had mm-hmm. the Tumblr, which is yeah. one of the coolest looking, really just the weirdest looking Batmobile <laughs> you could ever look at. But when you actually see it in action, yeah, badass. <laughs> and so we had the Tumblr. We had a bunch of Batman figures. We had a bunch of trading cards we had all sorts of gimmicks and of course the home video sales made a lot of money i'm sure too so like when you factor in all those things it's a profitable movie yeah the ip is strong it brought back some interest in batman again which was awesome yeah definitely so that, that's why i love it because like for me at the time it's like I, I i couldn't shop around for a lot of batman merch back in the day yeah and then all of a sudden okay there's a bit more and yeah. then when the dark knight came out they're everywhere <laughs> i'm cool with it yeah it was great but batman begins was a nice catalyst for me getting Batman version. <laughs> so I loved it. And, and I always like to think, too, like all the other like modern movies that are made with a smaller budget. Like when you look at like Paranormal Activity or, uh, you know, anything that's like 10 million or less to make. And, yeah. it, ma- and it, ro- it rakes in like maybe 20 mil at the box office. Like that's like a widely popular, like that's a widely successful right. considered movie, you know, because it's, yeah. it's making more than what you put into it. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 It's all kind of on like a sliding scale where it's, it's just like, you know, how much do you put into it? How much do you get out of it? You know, and if if it's a small movie and you make a lot of money, then that's you know, it could be more successful than a movie that, you know, you put a lot of money into and maybe it makes, you know, a lot of money, but it's still <laughs> like, you know, a hundred fifty million dollar movie makes hundred fifty million dollars, that's a lot of money. But if it didn't you know, if it only made its budget back, it's not really yeah, breaking even it's actually losing money right because then you're also giving the you know that money is also going to the theaters too you know right yeah there's gonna be a so, cut of that yeah, yeah it's 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 very challenging i'm sure to like try and figure yeah. that out yeah but it made money and hey. it made more money on the merch made more money on the home video sales yeah. and and then some and yeah like you said critically all that positive criticism definitely went a long way with us mm-hmm. keeping you know keeping them to move forward and yeah to an even bigger, you know, movie, right. yeah. you know, so it's all great. But uh, kind of the breakdown Batman begins a bit here, though. I know we've already kind of uh, given some details on some of our cool scenes and cool stories and some of the cool dialogue that is in this movie. <laughs> like you said earlier, like that first like hour. Yeah. You don't see you don't have a single Batman appearance. Not no. until like pretty much the one hour mark. Yeah. Um, and that's that, that always struck me as like so cool. And to have such restraint to do that. I feel like some movies now like take that a little too far, and like sometimes I'm like, I wish they would go a little bit sooner into the superhero stuff because they might not have as much to say as Batman Begins does about about it. The reason you can have so much time without him being in the suit or before he gets the suit is because they really do take the time to craft the story and make Bruce an interesting character, even though he's not in the suit. I feel like I'm, you know, kind of seeing Batman the whole time. You know, the way that they go back and forth. You know, we talked about. You know, memento. Yeah, the I was broken say the interchangeable kind of flashbacks. Yeah, um, they happen also like at the right times to to give you like a little boost about one. It moves some plot forward, and two, it like informs Bruce's character so well. Um, and uh, I think I'd mentioned this to you like off off mic <laughs> at one point <laughs> in our real life, um, real life. <laughs> uh, where. You know the the first the the first half of the movie really does feel. I've heard people describe this as an art house Batman, and like it it does kind of feel that way in terms of like it's a character study. It's like you're not really focused on like a plot happening in that in that beginning part, um, up until like uh, Ra's al Ghul reveals himself, till uh, Liam Neeson reveals himself. 
you're not, you know, there's no like plot. It's like you, you think you're following Batman taking down the mob and that, you know, that stuff that happened in the beginning with the League of Shadows was just like informing, you know, how he becomes Batman. Yeah, like you don't suspect it's ever yeah, coming back again. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, it's, like it's it's up until I think when he's uh, interrogating Crane and he's got yeah. the sweet like you know Crane's under the the fear gas mm-hmm. and he's yeah. visioning Batman as this demonic yeah. monster drooling oh, with goo coming goo out of his mouth. Yeah, oh I love it. Crane, um, is dead. Yeah, who are you working for? Yeah, dude. Yeah, that was and, like I would say when he mentioned Razzle Gould, it's like, oh, it's coming back. Yeah, there we yeah, go. It's very coming back. cool. Um, and just like a, a very cool way to keep you engaged. You know, like I said, that first that first half of, of the movie, that first hour of the movie, where you're you're just following Bruce. You're just getting his. How does he become Batman? And it gives you like so many cool little steps of, as to like why he does what he does. One of my favorite things is earlier in the in the movie, you see him like out in uh public like in a hoodie and stuff like he's like doing some reconnaissance and he has like a little hearing device that he like puts his hood over mm-hmm. and then later on in the movie you see him putting that hearing device in the ear of the yeah. cowl and it's like oh that's why he has like ears like he's like it's not just to look like a bat it also serves like a, a um a function you know yeah like a communication device and yeah, and yeah as a tool yeah um yeah and like that first hour gives you so many different versions of bruce in his journey with the flashbacks and some of the more uh, his training, mm-hmm. and even like when he does make it back to Gotham, it's like you see this guy's whole life in that yeah. first hour. Yeah, and it leads you to him being Batman. Yeah, which is the goal. Yeah. It's his story. It's literally the movie's title, Batman yeah. Begins. It's it, it gives you what it promotes, and then some. And right. it doesn't just give you, like, a reason why he decided to be Batman. His parents were shot. Yes, that's the the basics I'm sure you can give. But yeah. there's so much more. There's his, his uh, uh, I have it, like, written down here, like, just being able to learn the difference between being, you know, vigilante, being a legend, right. being a symbol, a yeah. hero, and what justice means. It, it is funny, like, how quickly they introduced that idea. It's, it, like, like, right away. In the first, like, what seems like five minutes, maybe ten minutes. Yeah. You know, he's he's in that, that Chinese jail. Which with um, that really cool like oh, fight, like him beating up six yeah. guys, although he thought it was seven, <laughs> I counted six. <laughs> um, the uh, also that yeah that opening scene was like one of those things that again hooked me like right off the bat like oh this is awesome he's just fighting these dudes he's just beating them up in the mud beating them up in the mud and that the the line of you know we're putting them in solitary yeah they're taking them away yeah and he's like for protection I don't need protection. Protection for them. Yeah. <laughs> All these guys just like, in the mud. Which is cool to showcase that at that point, before he begins training with like yeah. the League of Shadows under Descartes, that he's already a formidable fighter. Yeah, yeah. He he's can, just unrefined in his direction. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. Also that line of, you know, you're in hell as a man, and I am the devil. You're, you're not, not the devil. devil. You're practice. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, right. oh, dude, so great. <laughs> They plan on killing you. Can they do it before breakfast? I love the dry humor. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He, he, like, Batman's not a joker. <laughs> uh, but he, like, in this version of Batman, between, like, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises, Bruce yeah. Wayne has, there's there's humor. But, yeah. But it's, it's not, like, all the time. It's unexpected. Right. Yeah. Like and it's said, not it's, out it's, of place. You said it's, it's, it's dry. It's not like, um, you know, he, he's not, like, necessarily cracking one-liners. It's like... You know, can't they do it before before yeah. breakfast or whatever? Shitty yeah. little yeah, protein breakfast, <laughs> yeah. or whatever that is. <laughs> um, or that you know somebody's walking around carrying the weaponized, giving out weaponized <laughs> loose into gens, <laughs> like stuff like that. Um, 
you know, it's 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 funny, but it's it's not out of character. It doesn't you know seem like they're trying for a joke. When you, know? you told me about your idea, I was it was so close to t- you know calling the men in the white coats <laughs> to come get you. You told me it wasn't for thrill seeking. <laughs> what do you call that? Looks at the TV with all the car chase. <laughs> Damn good television. Damn fine. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like getting like um, the opportunity to see like in that first hour everything and mm-hmm. from where he, you know, you've got like the his training and, you know, with the League of Shadows, like just the scenes like early on, you set the pace of his journey, mm-hmm. which is awesome. You get uh, the opening scene of just him as a child with developing like you know that fear of bats right the fear yeah. of bats and establishing his relationship with Rachel from like a very early age in their life right um oh I, I got a question is is Rachel the daughter of like one of the house workers there I think so because is because, that her mom that's like yeah here because I always thought that was just like a maid that was there um and like it, they, it is but I guess that's Rachel's mom the, yeah it's her mom and uh she's referenced um in the uh, one of the other flashbacks when he comes home from college and she's there in the uh, kitchen oh, right. and yeah. he's like, Alfred keeps the condensed milk you know, above there. And yeah, I don't know. She's like, yeah, you know, like my mom misses this place or yeah, something. Yeah, so that's right. yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Like Give me a history of, of the two of them without actually telling you. Well, it makes me wonder if she actually lived there too. Oh, maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe lived on the grounds or yeah, something. Yeah. Lived on the property and all that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was never really, they, they never really fully uh, didn't have to, but they didn't really thoroughly just, outright said that but right. yeah I, I i think it's heavily implied that her mom's an employee there okay she's there yeah. which is cool um uh yeah i mean just being able to use those flashbacks and to kind of take you from one spot to another but also trying to keep it in order like when they did travel yeah. back childhood boom mm-hmm. uh you know his relationship with his parents especially with his father being able to establish like a lot of that warmth mm-hmm. and caring yeah like his father just talking about his life like you know like Talking about the train that he helped, you know, yeah. establish game built. Yeah. And how, like, you know, he, you know, he leaves the uh, company to more interested men because he works at the hospital. He's a doctor. Yeah. And you know, he's got a much more grander vision of, yeah. of what he feels is important to, to achieve. Yeah. And he's just, like, more interested. Or, I'm sorry, he's, like, uh, no, like, more important. Like, yeah. well, more interested. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a like, nice hint to, like, somebody like, you know, William Earl, who is interested right, yeah. in the business side of it. Yeah. But having Thomas Wayne there to be the filter, the yeah, final filter, the which is nice. Yeah. yeah be the heart of the company to right. conscience. Because there's a lot of establishment with the shadow of Thomas Wayne in the movie mm-hmm. where there's four, there's employees currently still there, especially like Lucius. Yeah. Um, And I think it's uh, John Nolan. It's the uncle, the actor who oh, plays right. one of the other executives yeah. on the team yeah. who is, uh, he's the uncle of Chris Nolan. And, um, you know, he's the one I always reference is like, this is not weapons, you know, armed weapons manufacturing right. isn't something that, isn't you what know, Thomas Wayne would expect yeah. from this company or something like that. That was yeah. 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then him like later on, like when Bruce is feigning the whole drunk billionaire thing to right, get people yeah. out of there for safety, he's like, the, the apple truly has fallen, fallen or fallen far from the tree. I always, uh, wanted Bruce to go, Ooh, <laughs> apples falling far from the tree. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> scram. Scram. <laughs> No, get out of here. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Um, but it's cool like, to, to have that looming presence of how important Thomas, you know, and Martha Wayne are to, like, the, the city yeah. and to the other, you know, to the higher class because they did set a nice standard yeah. for what humanity should probably be in Gotham. Right, yeah. No matter how dark and gloomy it is, they wanted it to be better. They wanted to do things. Yeah. So it's really cool to establish that. And to connect it to Ra's al Ghul later on. Yeah. Where Ra says, you know. Our weapons, over the years, our weapons have grown more sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. This time we tried something new. people like thomas and martha wayne uh you know gave to the city and and helped it limp on for yeah their deaths galvanized the city that's what it was gotham's been limping on ever since yeah but now it's time we came back (laughs) (laughs) 
Dude, yeah. I mean, but it's just cool. Like, you establish the relationship between Bruce and his parents, uh, especially with his father, because uh, they do have a couple of nice heartwarming flashbacks of, you know, his father. Like, listen to his father's heart with the stethoscope, yeah. which is like, that's got to be kind of sad because, you know, yeah. he's there when his dad passed away. Right. No more heartbeats. No more. And, um, and then just being able to showcase, like, him being apathetic, coming back from school. Like, it's almost like college, like, it was good, but, like, you know, like, he downplays it because he's so yeah. smart, probably. That's right. like, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with that now. And yeah. It's time to move on to the next thing I want to do. Yeah. Just kill Joe, Joe Chill. <laughs> Doesn't he say something like they, like, I liked it fine, but they don't want me back or something like that? Like, he was probably, like, fucking around too much. Like, he's probably bored with all the classes, so he didn't go to class. And he's probably researching his own shit, you know? I mean, that sounds like a very, that's a very Batman thing to do. Yeah. Especially in that era where he's just so young and full of hatred yeah. uh, towards crime and things that happen to him and yeah. everybody else that's going on in the system. Young, dumb, and full of hate. Hmm. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, one of the greatest lessons he's learning, and I think I mentioned that, you know, I, I've already mentioned this, is like just basically having a strong stance on justice and being able to, you know, through his relationships with like Rachel and uh, Ducard mm-hmm. and Alfred, being able to kind of get a better understanding of, like, what his path is going to be. Yeah. Because I think he's still lost, and that's the whole purpose of why, like, somebody like, you know, Ducard, you know, or mm-hmm. Ra's al Ghul under the guise of Ducard is approaching him and trying to, like, lure him into this, yeah. le- you know, to the League of Shadows. Yeah. Having Gotham's greatest son working for you, like, that was the biggest in. And that may have been the main motivation. Yeah. But what's cool that you learn throughout till later in the movie is that Bruce was, like, his greatest student, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I kind of, I mean, you're kind of, um, strapped for time in the movie, and I guess they had to like, you know, cut something uh, from the story. But I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of the the training and how Bruce kind of stacked up against the other students because you only really get that line from Liam Neeson, "You were my greatest student," um, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess I guess he was because like to me when I first watched it, I was like, oh, everybody gets this training, like <laughs> you know, um, it, it didn't feel like like necessarily that. Bruce was anything special. It seemed right. like he was... He's just getting the basics of League yeah. of Shadow 101. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen him, like, maybe face off against some more of the students and have him, you know, have him show that he's much better than all the other students that are there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, having, but you like, have any... that time. Yeah, yeah. There's only, You're focused on him. You're not really trying to focus on, like, uh, his uh, competitive, you know, classmate right, yeah. or whatever the hell. Was it in the animated series, like, The Day of the Samurai? Yeah. Or whatever, where he, they go back and, like... He's, there's that one guy at the <laughs> at the dojo that uh, wants to kill the the, the sensei or something mm-hmm. like that, and, and then he comes back later on as like the samurai, yeah, or the ninja or something. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, so, something like that where you have like one other student that you know was a, was a was a competing you know yeah. uh, you know was keep competing with him for the favor of uh, yeah. Raz Al Ghul and Ducard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it is a great development with like his relationships uh, relationships with like Dawes, um, Ducard, and Alfred, mm-hmm. and even like you know later on when he does come back to Gotham, like being able to develop the relationship with Lucius, mm-hmm. and in his own way with Gordon as well, you know, trying to like instant, you know, basically he knows Gordon's a good cop, and Gordon, you know, doing that flashback scene where Gordon's yeah. the first one to respond, like to, to comfort him, yeah, putting his father's jacket on him and just like checking on him and. Like, like that was cool. Establishing yeah, like there's a relation, there's a there's a history. Yeah, for him much. personally to go back on. Yeah, and why he would you know go back to Gordon when he when he's trying to think of who he can uh, talk to, to to help you know root out corruption and everything. And, and kind of referencing what you mentioned earlier with the reconnaissance he was doing, like he's spying on Rachel. She's in the DA's office, so mm-hmm. she's just he's just getting an idea of like 
what her, you know, I guess who she's around, what she's dealing with. Yeah. And being able to spy on Gordon too, he's doing that and he's just kind of right. getting an idea like, okay, yeah. he's still a good cop. He's still trying to keep it, you know, trying to, um, what's the, what's the term I'm looking for here? Just through the terrain of, of bent cops in a, in a dirty city, like, you know, mm-hmm. like he's trying to like still navigate and stay safe because he's got, right. he's got a family. So he knows that he's got to play this game Yeah, and you know, Bruce can see that, but yeah. Bruce knows that he's still a good cop right. after all those years. Yeah. So he knows that he's got somebody he can go to, and yeah, that it was such a great scene for him to like, you know, uh, th- when when he's when he first approaches Gordon, yeah, in his office, and he yeah, and Gordon thinks there's a gun to the back of his it's head, but stapler, it's it's a yeah. stapler, no guns, yeah, and <laughs> then of course you know um, Bruce just straight up asking like you know the things that need to be done to take down Carmine, right, and yeah. Gordon giving him the straight facts, yeah, DA was brave enough to prosecute yeah. Rachel Dawes. <laughs> She's Ooh. the assistant DA, but okay. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and then, like, you know, he's like, it's like, you're just one man. Now we're two. We? We? That was cool. That was yeah. great. That's, and that's a great, that's a great scene, too, of uh, Batman, who's not Batman yet, but he still, he put on the, you know, the ski mask and, like, the, the night suit <laughs> just to go out and start jumping off rooftops and realize kind of where his limitations are with that. And that leads in perfectly with the next thing I wanted to kind of really touch on was just him developing his Batman persona and just yeah. bringing it back to like his fear. Yeah. Bats. Bats. <laughs> it's time my enemies shared my dread. What a great line. Yeah, that is. Why bats, Master Wayne? Uh- <laughs> bats frighten me. They make me piss my pants <laughs> and poo poo a little. <laughs> and I want my enemies to poo poo a little too. When they see me <laughs> as a bat. Just don't put me near a mirror because I might poo poo myself. <laughs> That's cool. You know, he's sitting there. I mean, like the the whole scene of him, like basically from his introduction to Lucius being able to um, attain some of the more, you know, high end tech that he needs, mm-hmm. like the body armor. Yeah. Uh, the the fabric for his cape. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, the tumbler. Yeah. I mean, all the little all the little nooks and crannies. And then yeah. like on the side, working with Alfred to like order in like some other, you know, right. details like the uh, stuff for his for his cowl and helmet yeah that scene where they smash the the cowl with the bat yeah <laughs> some problem with the graphite so and uh luckily uh they gave us the a next, discount yeah, yeah. Luckily they gave us a discount the, the next batch should be up to up to specifications that's a good thing they gave us extra right in the meantime don't fall on your yeah, head, fall on your head. <laughs> <laughs> and then him like the, the cool shot of him spray uh spray paint the the body right, armor in yeah. the black yeah um is that supposed to be like a stealth like paint or something i don't know okay or just the cool, this looks cool. <laughs> this is all I black. mean, I kind of figured it looks better than like the darkness. More, it looked better than like the very exposed uh, yeah. design, and maybe he didn't want anybody looking at it, recognizing. Oh, yeah, maybe that's true. you know, maybe yeah. I, if I had a, if I had to reach for an idea on that, yeah. um, but just him like developing the persona and explaining like you know to Alfred why bats and and just even early on when Alfred picked him up, you mm-hmm. know, from from uh, from Asia yeah. and uh, kind of like. Bruce explained to him on the plane about like, you know, I need to, you know, I can't do it as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. As a man, you know, I can be, be uh, I can killed, be corrupt, yeah, killed, corrupted, or, all that yeah. stuff. But as a symbol, I can be incorruptible. I can yeah. strike fear and all this other stuff. So like right off the bat, he knows that, yeah, it's, it's not going to be me. It's going to be yeah. something else. Yeah. And establishing Alfred that there's going to be something going on like that. And then 
then of course him acquiring his his uh, weaponry, his his tools, everything mm-hmm. that he needs to make his outings more successful, and kind of leads into like his finally an hour into it, the big debut of Batman. Yeah, it was, it was such uh. a great scene, and another one that pulls me into like this is what a Batman movie is now. Um, that you know the idea of fear and treating Batman as like a monster, as like a horror movie. Uh, uh, villain almost, you know, he's just grabbing people into a, you know, from nowhere into a dark <laughs> shipping container or, you know, taking people down. Um, and you don't see him, you just, Where are you? Here. And like, Scott Stapp. <laughs> that guy does look like that. For some reason, that guy also looked like Bob the Goon to me. Like, he looked like this version of Bob the Goon. Um, it's a prequel, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and and the fact that, you know, Batman is upside down in a lot of stuff. Um, you know, there's that, you know, here, and he's upside down, and he just puts his cape around the guy, and, like, the guy's gone, whatever. <laughs> you yeah. don't know what happened to him. And then... Um, uh, everybody's you know, already, everybody's that, already terrified. Yeah, but and, and before that, when they're all, like, kind of looking around... Stags. And the, and the guy, like, looks Stags. up. Yeah, and the guy looks up, and he sees Batman just hanging upside down, and then he just releases himself and grabs him. Man. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. All, yeah. All, all the very like beastly stuff that, you know, how he, um, Christian Bale crouches in a lot of his, you know, positions or in a lot of the, the scenes that he's in when he's talking to like Gordon or to Rachel um, or just on a rooftop, just kind of hanging out, crouching on mm-hmm. on a, a, a spire or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just like playing in, into how beastly he is and that he's he's an animal, you know. And he also blends in with the darkness too. Like yeah, uh, yeah. one of the, the, the one of the other cool scenes is when uh, Scarecrow and uh, some of the goons are gonna go and raid this one hideout they've got, and they're gonna yeah. burn it. And uh, you know, Batman's already there. Yeah, he's in the narrows. He's hiding. He, it's like they get in. He's hiding literally behind them, but in the darkness. Yeah, and he's he crouched. Kind of crouches down. And yeah. you can see like his ears. Yeah. Every once in a while, he'll stand up a yeah. little bit just to kind of I don't like. It's, it's great. It's, it's great. It's one of those things where you don't necessarily notice it. Like w- the first maybe few times I watched it, I never noticed it because I was just watching Scarecrow and the other guys that kind of walk around the house. And then like, yeah, when I did notice, like, oh, shit, Batman's back there. And he's just like kind of crouching down. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Using the shadows, man. He is the shadows. I am the shadow. Yeah. I, like, yeah, his first outing as Batman was awesome. Just him just terrifying these dudes. Yeah. Taking, picking them off, like, one by one, and then yeah. eventually dropping down, just whooping ass on everybody. Yeah. And, you know, Carmine Falcone's at the scene, and him, like, just, you know, seeing the seeing his guys get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, but he doesn't know what, you know, like, what what is that that's doing this? Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't look like a man. Yeah. And he goes back to his car. His driver's already knocked out, and he's just yeah. getting ready to getting his shotgun. Yeah. Ready. He's like, "What the hell are you?" <laughs> yeah. And the sunroof breaks. You got <laughs> Batman lifting him up. I'm Batman. Yeah. And he headbusts the shit out of him. <laughs> that graphite's all yeah. fixed now, man. You can headbutt whatever you want. That's and the same homeless guy's hanging out too. Yeah. yeah. Nice jacket. <laughs> or is it nice coat? Nice coat. Um. Thanks. <laughs> how lucky is that? Yeah. Right. Um. He's still I want my coat back, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Seven years later, he's still homeless. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, of course, uh, having already promised to send Gordon a message, you've got an inkling of the bat symbol. Yeah. Of. Do you think he, Carmine being strapped up to a floodlight? I guess. I guess Batman like uh, was already thinking of a bat symbol because like 
he put something on Carmine to like make it look like there's wings on him. I think he just you know? cut up his uh, his, uh, his coat? jacket a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, his coat. Yeah. Ah, it's my favorite coat. <laughs> my favorite coat. <laughs> um. So it's really cool. Yeah, you know, and I was gonna say it's great because it also leads throughout the movie, like you said, a lot of these great visual shots of Batman. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's it's very much ripped out of a page of him just standing there in mm-hmm. the darkness or just him on top of a, a building, yeah. blending in like a gargoyle. Yeah. And it's cool. It's just great visuals. It's mm-hmm. exactly I don't think the other two really capture that as much. Right. I feel like you know, like with Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, there's moments, but I feel like Batman Begins does the most to like try yeah. and give you those money shots. Him climbing Definitely. on the side of a building in the rain. Yeah. Him standing so on cool. top of a building with a long cape. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of great moments. A lot of great visual shots. Yeah. Um, more I'll be mentioning in a bit here, but like, man, like you don't get a better looking like, you know, kind of Batman in that manner yeah. like that. Uh, Definitely, so man. It's good stuff. Um. I think you know, we had touched on this a little bit ago where it was like such a great connection for the first half of the movie that does lead into a big piece of like the big reveal mm-hmm. in uh, the second half where Ra's al Ghul is involved somehow. But yeah. wait, isn't he dead? Yeah. No. That was a decoy. Surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in, in, in throughout this movie with, with Batman's endeavors to un, you know try and uncover what the plot is with the connections with with uh, with scarecrow and with the mob and uh all of that yeah underneath it all it does have to do with his origins of where he came from and how yeah. he got how he got there and with Ra's al Ghul and it's such a really cool sequence of events that occurred with like the big co- the, the awesome Batmobile chase yeah with uh prior to that the big money shot of uh Batman saving Rachel and going down like this big you know like having the bats, like using a yeah. using using a little bit from Batman Year One, right? Which was episode uh, one, one Batman Year One. <laughs> For all you uh, all cool chemical syndicate kids out there, <laughs> check it out if you haven't. And uh, the that cool uh, moment in the uh, books where Batman's able to use like a so, like a sonic kind of like yeah. you know uh, device, yeah, like a to, beacon or something, yeah, to draw in uh, some bats from nearby yeah. or wherever. And yeah, he uses it in Batman Begins. It's such a cool visual shot, and it's yeah. like um, backup. I've got yeah. It's like <laughs> what is that? Backup. Backup. And then yeah, just when the bats come in, yeah. scaring all the SWAT teams and the cops, and yeah. they get into the, they flood the building, and Batman just tosses that thing down the yeah down the uh, <laughs> I don't know what you call it the, the corridor or whatever. Yeah. And there's that beautiful shot straight up where it's just him coming down. Yeah. The capes all out like a big bat wing, like yeah. a big giant bat's leading the pack Super going all cool the way down. Man. Oh, yeah. It's a money shot, bro. Um, Great poster, too. Yeah. <laughs> Very good poster. Um, makes me think, though, like, how many bats does he catch in that cape? <laughs> as many as he needs. Uh, <laughs> You're all mine now. Yeah. I'm going to take you back to my cave. <laughs> but yeah, you have the great, uh, you know, car chase showcasing another you know like how awesome this batmobile is how awesome the tumbler is mm-hmm. and how much of a tank it is it's yeah. flying on rooftops it's flying on rooftops and uh yeah it's just it's just cool and you know i don't know like, i just love it i love <laughs> it's I, i'm trying to put in the words appropriately because it's like i don't want to waste too much time on it because it's like i think you guys should i mean in general if you haven't already stopped to watch this movie you're nuts um <laughs> that's okay uh, it's a great, it's a great scene, um, that leads into like, you know, one of the biggest turning points in the movie is him getting to his own birthday. Cause after he right. got initially another, I don't want to gloss over this cause it's really something that was really cool is when he was initially investigating the narrows and trying to find the drugs and he gets lit on fire yeah. by the scarecrow after Man. being gassed, which was terrifying. You need to lighten up. You need to lighten up. 
oh, this guy's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and then just Alfred, you know, being the concerned father figure. Yeah. Just like he's driving so Bruce and yeah, he's in the back. Boys, black boys, black boys. Yeah. Oh, it's nuts. Yeah. It's, it's scary. Um, and then just him hinting, like, I've felt these effects before. Yeah. You know, it's familiar, but Started this was more in. potent. Yeah, yeah. there's a good tie in there because, like, yeah. that's a hint that, oh, no, we're not done with the first half of this movie. Yeah. It's coming back. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, after the car chase, you know, he's back in, you know, the manor and he's telling Alfred, you know, like, look, Alfred, I did this because it was for Rachel. Right. Take care of her. Yeah. And, you know, go send these people home from my birthday party. Right. And Alfred, of course, giving him the whole spiel, laying it down, like, yeah. You know, those are Bruce Wayne's guests. Mm -hmm. He's like, you have a name. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't care about my name. Well, it's, the la well, it's your father's name, and that's all mm -hmm. he's got left. Yeah. It really hits you. Yeah, that does. And it it uh, it shows just how uh, involved Alfred is with the family. You know, like, he must have really respected and loved uh, Thomas Wayne um, to care about keeping this name uh, pure. You know what I mean? Like, keeping it so that... Bruce doesn't tarnish it and just throw it away, which we see earlier in the movie too, when, when he comes home from college where he's like, I don't want to sleep in the master bedroom. Like this, you know, if I had my way that I'd turn this place into a mausoleum or whatever. Um, and, uh, Alfred's just like, no, you're, you're a Wayne, like, like it or not, you're a Wayne and you have a responsibility to, to live up to that name. You know, that always seems to be this really great kind of common thread with all the Alfreds mm -hmm. in every version of Batman right. from, uh, 89, Mm -hmm. You know, with Michael Goff's Alfred, yeah. always looking after Bruce and yeah. wanting the best for him, yeah. wanting him to be a Wayne, live mm -hmm. his life. Uh, same thing goes with this iteration of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in future ones, even with Jeremy Irons as Alfred and, yeah. his, and, and with, with, with Batfleck, it's like he cares. He wants him to just finally put this to rest. Yeah. Be, you know, live live a happy life. Find some woman to make him honest. Exactly. <laughs> and, and even with the newest iteration with Andy Serkis' Alfred yeah, for, for especially that. Especially that one. one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very much, you know, that scene where uh, Andy Serkis' Alfred is in the hospital and just talking about, hey, your your name means something. Um, wait, is it is that scene? Maybe it's no, it's a scene. different scene. Yeah, it um, it's a little bit earlier on, like the first scene right. where he's like, I've got the accounts from that's Wayne, right, you know, Wayne Enterprise. Is, yeah. Like why? Because I can't get you to go there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got you got shit to do. Yeah. Um, um. So it's really it's one of the most. It's really that's the essence of like Alfred as the father figure yeah. while he's alive during Batman's tenure is like trying mm -hmm. to reprimand him for not caring about his external life as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like you're. This is still who you are. Right. You yeah. just haven't recognized it because you're lost in this. Yeah. And that's the issue that you know this version in Batman Begins has as well. It's like mm -hmm. you're lost in this monster you've created. You don't right. recognize that. Your vendetta and your goals and mm -hmm. whatever you're trying to do, it's clouding you from living a life. Yeah, yeah. So, and like in in the Batman, you know, uh, Alfred says it won't be long before you have nothing left. You know, and like that idea, I think, is in play here in Batman Begins, where Alfred wants him to make sure that he doesn't burn everything away, <laughs> trying to be Batman. You know, like he, almost he can't he, he can't just be Batman. You know, yeah. And it, it all of this does lead to, like, you know, with Alfred challenging him, like, look, if you want to send these people away, you do it yourself. And, of course, I yeah. think he gets forced into that once the big reveal comes out that yeah. uh, Ra's al Ghul is still alive. Yeah. But is he immortal? Or just cheap parlor tricks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The, 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 like, that, that lady, that, that socialite, you know, she comes up to him. It's yeah. like, oh, Bruce, I have to introduce you to my new friend. <laughs> How do I, am I saying this right? Ra's al Ghul? <laughs> 
You're not Ra's al Ghul. A chunky little Asian dude turns around with an even shittier, like, <laughs> Ra's al Ghul mustache. <laughs> didn't have enough time to really, uh... Oh, man. Like, he didn't... Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm assuming um, all the other potential decoys got burned up, so they, <laughs> they probably aren't going to look like... Scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a bottom of the barrel, like, decoy. Like, oh, God, I guess we got to go to Devin. <laughs> so... Yeah, he's just like, you're not Rosal Ghoul. Yeah. I watched him die. All the while, that lady that is still, still hanging right there. there. It makes me think, like, she's part of the League of Shadows. <laughs> it's Lady <laughs> Shiva over it. here. She's in on it. <laughs> and then, yeah, big, big grand reveal. You know, Liam Neeson's there. He's like, but is Rosal Ghoul immortal? Yeah. And, or, are his, or are his uh methods supernatural? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Like Man. you kind of wanted, you kind of wanted there to be a, a little bit of hint on the Lazarus Pit. Yeah, you kind of wanted there to be a little bit of that. <laughs> Lazarus. Bit, yeah, I know they wanted to keep um, Batman grounded. Yeah. they wanted to have as much of. Uh, uh, they wanted to keep this as realistic as they possibly could. Yeah. So it's like, no, we're not getting a Lazarus Pit. Yeah, Razogul. Like, probably a name that gets handed down, you know, throughout the. I, I suppose, yeah. They never really fully invested in that. Right. I, I mean, unless that is the case, unless that Razogul was like Ken Watanabe's was. Oh, and yeah. Maybe after maybe. he got off, it's like, well, I'm still alive, so I'm next in line to be Ra's al Ghul, yeah. so I'm no longer Ducard. I mean, who knows? There was yeah. never really any fully establishment until, like, probably, I mean, they never really gave us that idea, mm-hmm. but he just sort of owned it, like, yeah, I'm Raz. Yeah. And, you know, later on, obviously, he's got a daughter, Talia, and all yeah. that stuff. So, um, yeah, and, and really just getting, like we mentioned earlier, you know, he talks about, like, the methods in which, you know, they've tried to, like, bring down Gotham, something more, you know, sophisticated, like, economics. And yeah. I like the rundown of what the League of Shadows has done over the last several yeah. centuries, you know? Loaded trade chips with plague, plague rats. rats. Burned London to the Burned ground. London to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun one. <laughs> that, he was excited about that. Burned London to the ground. That was a good day. Good day's worth of work there. <laughs> And then just knocking Bruce because he warned him earlier, like, you know, it's like, I saved your life. And it's like, I warned you about compassion, Bruce. Right, yeah. Yeah, like, come on, man. Dude. And the, uh... I told him, he alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course he's alive. Yeah, of course he's alive. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> going back going back to a much more earlier uh, sequence in which uh, it, it, whatever part of Asia they're in, uh, it's like the random, like, dudes that were civilians that yeah. Bruce Wayne interacted with were just like... This one in particular, he's just like I, 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 without having subtitles on, I, I totally thought this dude said like when he, when he saved, uh, uh, Roz or saved Ducard and he mm-hmm. took him to this nearby uh, village, and he tells him like you know, he, he tells Bruce like I tell it when he wake up I tell him he's alive. I'm like, is he really gonna say him? Like what? <laughs> did I, did I mishear that? Of course I misheard yes, that because I can't listen to shit apparently. <laughs> But he he actually said, "I tell him that you saved his life." Yeah. Okay. All right. A lot of good it does. I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Shows what compassion does. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, but, and yeah. also, you know, uh, Roz talking about during the training sequence earlier in the movie, uh, telling um, Bruce that he's sacrificed sure. Uh, second short sure footing for a, a killing stroke. Yeah, and um, here he's got the same thing. He kind of pushes him into the. Um, he the Raz yeah, the, notices that a, a, the beam, a, yeah, the beam the is going to fall beam as they start lighting up the house yeah. on fire. Oh and, yeah, uh, by the way, Bruce like had to really do a great job of acting oh, like yeah, a drunk billionaire to <laughs> all you phonies, He's you two faced sycophants. And then I love that it, it, it slowly the camera slowly showed Earl William Earl Rucker mm. Howers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he's a two-faced phony. <laughs> yeah, he's a big fat phony. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, that's some good, you know, drunken acting uh, from from Bruce right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, um, getting into that Playboy image, you know. I like that um, <clears throat> that uh, Roz wasn't like too impressed. He's like, he's like, you know, good, but yeah. you know, 
doesn't do a difference. I'm yeah. still going to kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, yeah, I mean, he uh, uh, definitely got the people out of the house. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It was. It, it's a great sequence because it's like you're quickly now the story has immensely shifted, mm-hmm. and you now know the real threat for yeah. sure. What are the stakes? You know? Yeah. And uh, you, you, everything's coming into play. The microwave emitter being stolen, mm-hmm. um, the flower that was used during Bruce's uh, ritual in the yeah. League of Shadows earlier to face his fears with yeah. bats <laughs> um, it is now, obviously, that's like one of the main ingredients that uh, has helped, you know, Scarecrow mm-hmm. implement his research. Yeah. Them putting all that gunk into the water. I mean, everything was coming yeah. together. Like, this is a very, now everything is like, there it is. Here's the threat. Here's what's been building up in this whole movie. Yeah. And uh, to have it kind of come full circle is really awesome. And then mm-hmm. the rest just sort of kind of entails, you know, uh, Wayne Manor's burning to the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, Alfred makes a bit of the save. <laughs> Alfred taking out a couple of uh, members of the League of Shadows here. At least yeah. one of them. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just what's the point of all those bloody push-ups? <laughs> or what's the point of all those push-ups if you can't lift a bloody log? The, the look. Yeah. The look on Bruce's face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't want to look like a like an asshole in front of Alfred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean it's just great. And then of course you know a nice little callback from an earlier scene from the flashback when Bruce would come back to college. You know, like mm-hmm. Bruce is having this moment of doubt, like I failed already. Yeah. Like you know, like I can't save the city. I can't. I can't do this. I can't stop this. I'm I was nuts for even thinking about this. Yeah. And you know, Alfred now having to like kind of dig deep and make him believe again. It's like, yeah. why do we fall? Master Wayne. Yeah. Pick ourselves back up. You never gave up on me. Never. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. It is. It is great. And that, that, that is a really great theme in the movie as well. Um, throughout the whole series then, you know, all the way up to Dark Knight Rises, they, they touch back on that. Why do we fall, you know? Um, yeah. And it, it's, it, it links into one of the um, uh, uh Influences one of the comic influences on the movie is uh, the man who falls. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember I, I got a, a DVD of the uh, Batman Begins, like a special edition DVD that included a little comic with it that gave oh, you like yeah yeah like it the, gave you like the, the first episode yeah it gave you like the the first um, issue of uh, the Long Halloween I think mm-hmm. or something and. Um, gives you like uh, basically the, the stories that influenced the movie. Yeah, yeah I got the like, same thing. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 and it so yeah it does like the the first Batman. Uh, I think the the case of the chemical syndicate they have in there, mm-hmm. and then yeah, the the man who falls, and like I think yeah, part of uh, Long Halloween, and um, very very cool. Um, that the comic of the man who falls is basically Bruce, um, like going up onto the edge of a, um, like gargoyle or whatever, and he's gonna like jump off. Um, but it's him like thinking of all the things that got him to be Batman. It might have been like during the Nightfall. Uh, run like after he broke his back and he's going back to being Batman, mm-hmm. but he hasn't done it in a long time. And so like he's there's a little trepidation of him like actually jumping off and doing the first, you know, swinging from <laughs> rooftops on a on a bat line. Um, but it's very cool because it, it just you know goes through like his formative bunch of formative things that made him be Batman. So nice, yeah. Yeah, it's real cool that they include that. It gives you a little bit of an idea of like what to seek out if you're trying yeah. to read more, which at that time I hadn't been reading enough. So that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, so you get this incredible turn. You now see what the full focus is for like what the antagonist goals are and what's mm-hmm. going on. And then being able to see Bruce fully formed as Batman now kind of really 
put into play like what he's capable of doing to save the day. And mm-hmm. with the help, you know, with a little help from his friends, you know, you got, well, actually, no, I mean, just Gordon. Uh, <laughs> Lucius is busy. Uh, Lucius, well, Lucius was tasked. Helped. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he got the... Uh... He's making the antidotes yeah. for the uh, fear toxin because now this microwave emitter is capable of evaporating an enemy's water supply. And covering Gotham in this poison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at uh, Gary Oldman's Jim Gordon voice is awesome in this one. It's different than like the other two. Yeah. But it's, 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 I think this is peak. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a great sequence because, you know, he, uh, it's funny, like, you know, obviously the League of Shadows uh, plans are kind of going to full force. They've got the microwave emitter turned on. The inmates of Arkham are let loose. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of our villains, we've got a villain. Talking about Zaz. Zaz. Yeah. Zaz. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, like in one of the earlier scenes, you got, you're introduced to Zaz as like a mob enforcer, yeah. uh, which is pretty much in line with the books too. Um, being uh, assessed by Jonathan, you know, Dr. Crane. Yeah. And being let go, and it's just a, it was like another string of like uh, mob enforcers who are getting re- like the easy treatment yeah, by yeah. claiming insanity, and, right. and Doctor Crane was kind of a part of that. Yeah, but he does come back around, and they establish this guy as a Zaz. They don't really go into greater detail to yeah. establish like what kind of psychopath he is and right. what what kind of like other I guess means he he goes through to enforce yeah. for the mob he does have the marks on his body he's though, got right? the marks yeah. on his body yeah uh, but they don't really go into greater detail to express no. more about who yeah. he is what he does and like things if you like, know if you know you know right we're not yeah. gonna tell anybody <laughs> yeah yeah so if you're like on the outside looking in mm-hmm. you're not thinking too much you just right. know he might be a threat yeah but he comes back he, does. he gets let go he's amongst all the other freaks that get let go <laughs> <laughs> so do we think um Joker was in Arkham Asylum, it was one of the people that got released. Do I think? Nah, I think he oh, was already loose. I think it was out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think he was already loose. Um, but, uh, man, it, so the sequence of events, it's like you've got the inmates are let loose on uh, the island that Arkham's at, which is near the Narrows. Yeah. And then the city's getting closed off. They're lifting the bridges up because they're not going to let everybody, like, seep into the uh, main the mainland. Mm-hmm. And of course, Gordon's on the uh, island, you know, with some of the other forces that are getting incapacitated by the the fear toxin. Gordon's already inoculated thanks mm-hmm. to the uh, antidotes that uh, he was able to get from Rachel Dawes from her yeah. experience, yeah, and uh, due to Batman and all that. So he's good, but he's got nobody else. And there's that no great one. shot where, like, Commissioner Loeb, you know, who's a dick in this movie, <laughs> he's like, Gordon, I got nobody else for you. And then <laughs> the tumbler Batman. just like. Yeah. Just, Taking a leap. You got at least one man for you. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. He gets over there, and Batman, of course, is like, it's like I've got a plan, but do you drive stick? <laughs> no. I, I never learned how to drive I've stick, I've never Batman. learned how to drive stick. Shit. <laughs> oh, well, Gotham's doing because Jim Gordon didn't know how to drive stick. You want to put the suit on? <laughs> the, you be Batman, I'll drive the car. Yeah, right. Um, series of events goes as this. You know, you've got... Batman's now going to be chasing after Roz personally, so that way you can kind of go ahead and cut the head off there, cut the demon's head off, if you will. <laughs> and Gordon's been tasked to go ahead and knock down the uh, little monorail system that Gotham's got, so that way uh, it can stop the microwave emitter from just traveling from all over the city. From covering Gotham in this poison. Exactly. <laughs> I love that, too. We're getting the uh, clips from like all the uh, the train technicians that are like, it, <laughs> just commentating on the whole series of events yeah. like they they know what's what to do per- personified <laughs> exposition here just pretty going. much yeah <laughs> if they reach us we're gonna blow yeah oh all right <laughs> <laughs> there there is one thing with like i feel like you know chris Nolan is is kind of um 
you know, testing how to, you know, make this kind of a movie and how to like convey information to an audience. Um, and it, it, it kind of in, in this and in the, um, the, uh, Tumblr, um, chase sequence, um, I feel like there is, are, are some of his, his, his weaker storytelling, um, aspects, I guess, to, to how he made the, the movie. Cause it is a lot of like cutting to somebody saying, Batman is on a rooftop <laughs> and, he's like, and like, he's, he's going uh, past me now, <laughs> you know, like it's all that kind of like explaining what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I personally, I, I dig it cause yeah. it's just like, you know, for anybody that's like just tuning in. Okay, yeah. cool. Now you're up to snuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but then we get that same thing with the, the guys in the, in Wayne tower just going, you know, Oh, big time. Yeah. Just commentating the whole way. Like, they ain't doing shit. They don't know how to stop this train. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, Gorner's going to knock off one of the columns that's uh, connecting the bridge for the train to go ahead and knock off the tracks and you know stop it mm-hmm. once and for all. And then, yeah, Bruce is, you know, as Batman, he's after Roz. I still think it's one of the weirdest things. Where, like, so, no, no, let me, before I get to that, it is one of the most powerful lines of dialogue. We've already mentioned it earlier. I love it to pieces. It's in my work email as, like, my tagline because I'm a... I'm a doofus like that i guess uh but it's it's great uh it's it's him you know saving rachel from zaz or whoever else and just you know uh being able to make sure she and the 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 kid from earlier played by joffrey baratheon is safe (laughs) and you know she's like you could die but who are you Mm -hmm. and he gives he gives her the same line of dialogue that she dropped on him when they first met up you know for uh when he was swimming in a pool with uh two (laughs) two hot european chicks and he just tells her, like, it's not what I do underneath that. No, I'm sorry. It's it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. Yeah. And like that's the you know obviously that's a very subtle but more direct reveal of to her that yeah. that's Bruce. And but what's your name? But what's <laughs> like your she, name? She, Say it out loud. <laughs> she she forgot what he, she said to him. Yeah, right. I, I wouldn't be surprised about that. But then yeah, I mean that was great because that's like one of the most powerful pieces of dialogue in the whole movie and, yeah. and throughout the whole thing that I've taken to heart personally. So it's it's great. A lot of great lines of dialogue to learn from. Um, mm-hmm. But him like you know uh, being able to chase down Roz and then when he finally meets up with him and Roz is like, well, well, you've taken my advice about theatricality a bit. Literally. <laughs> like, that's a surprise to you, bro? You hang out with ninjas, man. <laughs> I'm I'm just a ninja, too. I just got ears on my helmet, you know? I'm a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love it. He's like, he's like, I can fight two of your pawns. All right. Have it your way. You can send some two more. Like, oh, come on. That's four. I shouldn't have said anything. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, he beats the shit out of those dudes. But then he starts right. He starts get grapples out of the uh, out of the fear all all those uh, yeah. people into the fear toxin trying to like once he got grounded mm-hmm. and they're all coming at him and he's just being swarmed because yeah. he looks like a demon to them and they're all fighting him yeah and he was able to okay, yeah. go ahead. I, I was say I, I I was um like this idea it's not explicitly stated in the, in the movie but you know there's that shot of Batman flying overhead and, and he's got like, like the lights flashes, are coming yeah, out of his eyes like his and, mouth yeah, and his eyes from what everybody's seeing because they're all infected by the the fear toxin um and like I, I like to think that this is part of what builds the mythos of Batman, of like him using fear on on his enemies. But it's like from 
these people that have been infected with this fear toxin see this, and this is imprinted on them that this is what Batman is. He's like a demon flying. Yeah, <laughs> like I saw know? Batman once, and that dude was like yeah. flying, and he had like fire out of yeah. his mouth. And I was, was tripping balls at the time, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's really that 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 is a really cool thought on that too, because it's like. Yeah, I mean that would build the legend of right. Batman. That would have people telling like multiple different stories and yeah. takes on it. Like and like when you see it in in the Dark Knight and the the light is up in the sky, the one guy's like, "Oh man, I, I don't like it tonight," you know? Yeah, um, you got a better chance of winning the Powerball <laughs> than him showing up. Like I, I'm not taking that chance. Yeah. It's also a nice interplay to the Batman and the idea that they had for right. that too, where yeah. you know he could be anywhere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but it's cool. It, it, like a lot of those visual shots of like what people are seeing Batman when they're under the fear toxin is mm-hmm. really cool because yeah. it's very it, visually it's cool. It's 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 something else. Yeah, like, you weren't expecting that from a mo- from this movie. Right. Yeah. Um. But with them really utilizing Scarecrow's involvement in the the fear toxin, like I feel like it's great because like whenever you see the Scarecrow in his mask mm-hmm. and you're under the toxin, like he's got maggots and yeah. bass flying out of his mouth, all sorts of weird shit. Yeah. You're tripping. Talking about tripping balls. You're tripping <laughs> the the biggest of balls. There. Yeah. It's it's cool. It, they really, 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 really uh hung on to that, which is important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But he eventually catches up to Raz Al Ghul on the train and one of the cooler sequences of the movie, uh, with him fighting Roz and just it's yeah. all coming back. All this training, all the yeah. references, you know, like uh, you know, a bit familiar. So like, you know anything new? How about this? And he uses the gauntlets and breaks the sword. It doesn't work. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I was I was kind of like wondering, like, what if that doesn't work? I don't know how much weight it takes to do something like that, yeah. but I don't know. I'm not a ninja. I'm not Batman. I'm not Razo Ghoul. But it's a nice, cool fight in the train. A lot of back and forth. Uh, it's always great to see Liam Neeson do badass Liam Neeson things. Yeah. Um, this is before Taken, so it's you know, yeah, even cooler. Um, and it, you know, great line of dialogue about like you know like. He's on top of Bruce, and he's like, you know, the train's already going off. It's going to be going wherever it's going because yeah. he disabled the the control system. He stabbed it to death, and then he's got he's got Batman mounted, and he's just like, uh, he's getting him prepared for death. He's like, mm-hmm. it's okay, Bruce. You know, you can so you couldn't stop your parents' death like you can't stop this train. Yeah, and just really sinking him in, and then he's like, who said anything about stopping the train? <laughs> it's like that was great, and then he got on top of him. He's like, yeah. It, it, it's like you rock. never learned to mind your surroundings. Yeah, oh, I love that. <laughs> love that. And then just also, yeah, fuck you, Roz. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't know how to mind your surroundings. And then Roz is just like, you finally learned to do what is necessary. And it's like, while this is a very, how should I say, contradicting kind of turn of events, it's still <laughs> kind of cool. It's it's a, it's a like in the moment, it makes sense as a loophole, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, in the moment, yeah. yeah. Uh, Long term, though. <laughs> where he's just like you know like i'm not gonna kill you but i don't have to save you <laughs> i mean it's badass to say that because yeah. it's like all right well he's not gonna like stab him to death but he ain't gonna yeah. save him but he's still gonna go die yeah he's not gonna make that mistake of saving him again <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but it's it's a great visual because you know he mm-hmm. basically makes his escape you know kind of look really cool he blows out the windows and then he tosses some bombs to open up the rear and beautiful yeah. shot of him just like opening that cape open a cape and just back and oh yeah. it's gorgeous i yeah. love it looks like a real batman I, I gotta say that's gotta be like one of the cooler looking things in the trilogy yeah in general of like batman just like him getting out of the train and mm-hmm. then you know Roz basically accepting his fate and yeah flying off to his death because <laughs> then gordon succeeds in knocking down the train system and boom yes Maybe, yeah, maybe it was fun. a great boss. It was a good. It was a good boss battle. It was yeah. a good finale. It yeah. was a great, like a nice culmination of things. You know, mm-hmm. good save the day moments there. Yeah. So it was awesome. Yeah, and then and then we get our 
our little PS. Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, um, you know, from then on, you get, like, a series of events to kind of end, you know, kind of end the movie on a high note. Yeah, Yeah. nice epilogue, uh, a nice tease for things to come. I mean, there's a lot of really cool things established. One, you you got Bruce Wayne basically taking over Wayne Enterprises officially, you know, Mm -hmm. taking, you know, outsmarting William Earl, putting putting him out of business and getting (laughs) Lucius Fox back in place as the president of the company. Didn't you get the memo? Ooh. (laughs) And uh, a nice little, like, you know, kind of... uh, uh, understanding of where Rachel is at, where, you know, she's happy Bruce is doing what he's doing, but mm-hmm. also they can't be together because he's got this fight. He, he has yeah. to be Batman. Yeah. And he can't, she can't be with him when he's Batman. Yeah. And she also lays down a little bit of hope, like, hey, look, maybe one day when the city no longer needs Batman, we'll be together yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's that. And then, of course, just, you know, him going through the wreckage of Wayne Manor and finding the stethoscope, have a nice little flashback mm-hmm. moment again about his dad, remembering that. And, you know, I love the bit, too, where, you know, because it's a great final moment for him and Alfred in the movie where, you know, she, you know, she asks, like, what are you going to do with, you know, all of this? And he's like, yeah. rebuild it yeah. brick for brick. And Alfred with a great question, like, it's like, yeah, you rebuild it brick for brick. And he's like, why? Well, may improve the foundation. <laughs> In the southeast wing. Exactly. Southeast? Yeah, southeast corner or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's great because it teases the Batcave being yeah. enhanced or there being more, you know, kind of intricate ways to get there. Yeah. So it's like, all right, cool. Getting a Batcave. <laughs> like, you know, we've already had the Batcave established, but not like fully functioning yeah. or fully, you know, renovated to yeah. the typical manner that we are used to in right. Batman mytho- mythology. But it's cool to, you know, to hint at that. And then, of course, you know, uh, then leads into one of the best endings in like a uh, – I mean, you could say one of the best endings in a Batman movie. I mean, it's it's a great ending. It's really cool because it, it establishes where they're at right now and establishes, and it not really establishes, it teases what could come in the future. Yeah. And you got this great conversation with Gordon and Batman on the rooftop. <laughs> you know, we buy, was it, uh, um, we buy, I don't know, I still know like, we wear Kevlar, oh, we, we, they get we, we armor piercing automatics. Yeah. They have fully automatics. Yeah. We wear uh, our Kevlar. Kevlar, they buy armor piercing rounds. And? and? And you're wearing a mask, mask. jumping off rooftops. <laughs> Take this guy, for example. Was it? Uh, Robbery, double homicide. Taste for the theatrical like, like you. you. <laughs> Leaves a calling card. Man, being in the theater and having like everybody mark out to this Did moment, really? flips the card over. Joker. Joker. That's a Joker card, but yeah. It's just, <laughs> it was a mark. It. Yeah, I'll look into it. It was a great moment. It was, it was yeah. awesome. And, and then, of course, the tag at the end. It's just like... Yeah, I never did say thank you. And you'll never have to. Warms my cockles, brother. <laughs> uh, oh, that's Batman Begins, yeah, man. man. That's Batman Begins. It's so good. I cannot shit on this movie. <laughs> I will not shit on this movie. <laughs> I shan't shit on I this movie. <laughs> and you shan't shit either. <laughs> I, You know, I, look, everyone's going to have their feelings on it, so be it. But like we mentioned like la- in the last episode, like... You know, when it comes to this particular trilogy or probably any Batman movie, no, I don't think anybody should be ashamed to say, like, hey, out of the Dark Knight trilogy, Batman Begins might be number one. Yeah. There's no shame in saying that. No shame at all. Just, like, look, there's nothing wrong with the Dark Knight. It is a consummate Batman story. Mm -hmm. But, man, don't undersell the importance of Batman Begins from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great story, great performances in it. Um, It's, you know, the most Batman-centric uh, out of the three, probably out of all of these movies, <laughs> every Batman movie, you know? It is you know? very focused on Batman. Yeah, maybe the Batman could give it a run for his money. But e- even still, like, this this dives in more into Bruce Wayne and 
why he does what he does and why Batman is Batman, you know? Um, and, uh, also just cinematically in the history of cinema, um, it, it kicked off the idea of reboots. Um, you know, we, we had remakes and reboots in, in the, um, in the past, but this was like big profile reboot. Um, and also how it was rebooted dark, you know, gritty, realistic, feels like everything around that time or after that, everybody wanted to make their new <laughs> superhero or their whatever into dark, gritty. You know, Spider-Man got it with the Amazing Spider-Man series. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for, a cert, for a second, I think, depending on how you were confused at the time, like many people probably were, people forget, nobody really wasn't sure what The Incredible Hulk was. Was it a sequel to Hulk? Right. Yeah. Or was it something brand new? Yeah. Well, we come to find out, it was something brand new. But yeah. there was like confusion with that but that was another thing another great example of like mm-hmm. reboot yeah restart let's just do yeah. something different yeah yeah um and now it's it's completely not un uncommon to uh, to see a, a rebooted character obviously we've seen spider-man rebooted three times or twice i guess yeah, <laughs> the yeah. initial and then the two times after that we've seen plenty of batmans uh plenty of um i'm trying to think what else Mummy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, you're absolutely right. I, this was the movie that really inspired Hollywood yeah. to like look at, like, okay, there's properties, yeah. or there's projects, franchises where they're dead as a doornail, right? Like, yeah. Dead as a doornail. Whatever. There, it's, nothing's going on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cold as hell. It's on ice. There's, there's nothing we can do about it. Well, actually, there is. Mm-hmm. Just start over. Just yeah. redo it. Just yeah. start. Like, there's no shame in it. Like, that's what this, that's what this inspired Hollywood to do. Yeah. Whether or not that's been a uh, detriment to the to the organ, you know, the whole entity, I don't think so. I, it really depends on the the project. It it's it's like everything. It just yeah, it depends on how you do it. You know exactly. So, but Batman Begins really was the catalyst for all that, and mm-hmm. it really was a great example of like, okay, you know, we didn't have to keep Batman, you know, like under ice. We gave mm-hmm. it a shot. We tried something different, and it and it paid off. Yeah. And, you know, you get that same feeling. I mean, you can do that with anything now. That's, like, the whole thing. Like, if if something sucked and failed, give it some time, give it another look, and start over. Right. There's yeah. no shame in it. Mm-hmm. People will give it a go if it's good. Yeah. People will continue to ignore it if it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, to simplify it, that's pretty much the idea. It's like, right. you know, just keep trying mm-hmm. until you nail it or until you know for sure like this is a dead thing like yeah. you ain't making it work but batman it always works yeah. you can always bring batman back from the dead yeah like yeah i mean cuz this was after the whole initial anthology that had already been through three different batman right and now you got christian bale he's in this trilogy once that's all done and that story's completed boom we get ben affleck into this dc extended universe mm-hmm. all right cool you know that still is very much unfinished mm-hmm. there's still more to that mm-hmm. that we're aware of and then yeah you've got robert panson as as batman now and we'll see what the future lies for that i mean yeah. and then you got keaton coming back i mean it's crazy yeah the world is crazy where like this is possible now yeah. and and now it can all be chalked up into multiverse stuff now too so yeah. at least on the yeah. superhero end of it yeah you know with the comic book end of it um but for anything else for any other project even like resident evil like resident evil gets reboots now and right. nobody gives a shit about that <laughs> but like it's possible it's all yeah. possible and it's all because of batman begins yeah definitely so that was batman begins honestly I still think there's more to talk about. 
I, I think there is. I mean, like we 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 didn't really touch too much on like some of the themes. You know, we we talked a little bit about themes in the movie, but uh, in this one, I think one of the reasons why this one keeps coming back as like one of the best ones for me is I keep like kind of peeling back layers on it, mm-hmm. kind of every time I watch it. Um, and like I, an onion, like an onion, like a real stinky onion. <laughs> wow, um, makes it cry like a bitch. <laughs> um, but like you know, I remember watching it and. Um, you know, just it was just a movie to me. And then, like, as I went back and watched it, the idea of, like, fear and how fear is used differently by different people, you know, Bruce uses it to intimidate those that would prey on the fearful. Um, uh, Roz uses it to tear a city apart. Um, Falcone uses it to keep the city under his thumb. You know, Scarecrow uses it as a way to understand the mind controls the body. Yeah, yeah. And... It, Rachel uses it as a way to like keep a, a guy cucked. <laughs> I think I incorrectly used cucked. <laughs> <laughs> I am not with it, children. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's the children who are wrong. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, and like, you know, from f- the, uh, the use of Scarecrow, you know, mm-hmm. as being like his fear is his thing that he uses, and that's kind of permeates the whole. Um, the whole movie. Um, yeah, it's, it's just awesome to, to see that. And like from the very beginning, you know, the very first scene is Bruce developing his fear of bats. And that's the thing that leads him to leave the, uh, the opera with his parents early that mm-hmm. leads him into that alley and dies. So adds some, uh, uh, guilt to him. Uh, and then he wants to use that fear that, he thinks of as a weakness, as a strength, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all great, man. It really does come together. And and absolutely. I feel like there's just so much more to it that we probably have left on the table. And you know what though? That's fine. I I guarantee you, we will talk about Batman begins again (laughs) (laughs) someday. Exactly. And, uh, but you know what though, for you, the listener, I, if you've been on this whole journey, this entire time with us, we thank you. Told you it's a loaded one. And we love this movie. There's more to talk about, I'm sure. But please share your thoughts. Tell us what you think about it. Let us know if there's certain pieces of it that you appreciate, you know, like what you appreciate about it and, and, and overall, like, how you would analyze this movie. There's a lot to really, like like David said, to peel back on this. So mm-hmm. it's awesome. I love it. And uh, look forward to revisiting it again someday. Um, David, what is next on the horizon here at the Chemical Syndicate. What's up next? What do people got to look forward to? Well, well. We, are, we will be uh, discussing a storyline, a actual Justice League storyline <gasps> that features Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. Um, both the, the comic book and the animated adaptation, right? No, I think we're just doing the comic. Really? We're not going to do Doom as well? Um, mm, no, let's save that for another time. All right. Let's Mostly because I don't feel like watching it. <laughs> <laughs> So we will be going over the Tower of Babel, right? Tower of Babel, that's right. A four-issue arc from JLA. Yeah. Um, we'll get into it. I was going to describe what it is, but you know what? I'm not going to describe what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you you, wanna give them, like, you don't want to give them a taste, a little you know? Taste. A little taste. Well, how about um, this? How about Batman has files on each and every Justice <sighs> League member? And they fall into the wrong hands. No! That's right. Good enough. <laughs> That's right, guys. We're going to be covering the Tower of Babel story arc from a, from a JLA series way back in the uh, two, early 2000s there. So tune in. We'll be talking about that sweet story. We'll definitely be tearing that to shreds. I'm just kidding. Now we're just going to be talking about it. 
I'm going to peel that back like an onion. <laughs> um, so tune in for that. David, where can the masses find the Chemical Syndicate? Oh, boy. They can find us on all our social medias at uh, Chem Syndicate. C-H-E-M-S-Y-N-D-I-C-A-T-E. Nice. I mean, you can find us on the Facebooks. You can find us on the Twitters. You can find us on the Instagrams. You can find us on YouTubes. We're there. And you know what? We'll, we'll grow. We'll expand uh, to other avenues someday. I don't foresee a TikTok. I only say that because I'm out of touch. <laughs> Me too. I'm out of touch. I'm out of time. But out of my head when you're... Wait. Put you out of my head when you're not... Wait. What? God damn it. I got to listen to all the notes now. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, guys. Thank you for listening to this loaded episode about Batman Begins. Tune in next time. We're going to be talking about the Tower of Babel. All right, mm-hmm. y'all yeah. set. Y'all did get y- it. Did you hear that? Y'all get it. Can you hear me? Can we compute? <laughs> but seriously, guys, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And uh, tune in next time. We are the Chemical Syndicate. This is a Batman podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.